Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Forgive me, Rose, but I haven't had sex in 15 years and it's starting to get on my nerves. <laughs> and I know this scene, so it's definitely Sophia. I really just gravitated towards that quote because, girl, same. Like, <laughs> <laughs> my God, I oh, haven't been touched man. all 2018 and it's really starting to agitate me. I'm going to do a different one. Okay. You know, my family had a few dollars and I loved them dearly, but basically when you get down to it, they were trash. I Blanche. fucked that up. Fucked it was Blanche, up. though, right? Yes, it was Blanche. She was the only one who came from money. Yeah, she was. Her whole family was rich. Right. Dorothy grew up in Brooklyn. and She was telling a story about how her one of her homegirls slept with her daddy. <laughs> what? Yeah. Kathy Lee. I don't remember the full story, but oh, basically wow. her mom didn't want her to be friends with Kathy Lee because they... Well, that is disgusting. Came from a different family or something. Oh, Anyways. Were they poor or something? No, they weren't poor, but they were... On the other side of the Confederacy? I don't know. Uh, all right. <laughs> um, a mess. Trivia question. Okay. There was an episode where Sophia got a letter in the mail that had an item in it that symbolized a vendetta that her family had against, I think they were called the Venuccio family. Mm. And it freaked her out in the beginning of the episode. And eventually she told everyone that like, this was a symbol. Uh, It means that Sonny Venuccio is alive and I I have to go take care of him. So what was it that was in the envelope? Because everything from Sicily means something. Damn it. I remember this, but I do not remember the item. And for some reason, everything to do with Sophia automatically thinks spaghetti or like sauce. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what was that? Oh, was that comb? No, it wasn't. Damn. <laughs> it was a black feather. Oh, what? Okay, yeah, yeah I was never going to guess that. It was a black feather and freaked her the shit out. And... Did it really come from that family or was it like somebody? I guess it came from her family as a way to say, like she says, she had to go and find this person that they had the vendetta against and take care of them. And eventually I think she went and slept with them or something. Oh, the nice. But um, yeah, Golden okay. Girls trivia. I think that from now on, like maybe for the next few weeks, you should ask me Golden Girls questions. You know what? That is a good idea. Because I mean, what is the point if me, the self-reclaimed Golden Girls aficionado, is not yes. being... 
being tested. Exactly. Like, I can answer all these damn questions. You are never being quizzed. That's a good idea. Or maybe I'll ask you the office questions or mm. Steven Universe questions. Let's go with the Golden Girls. <laughs> Let's go with the Golden Girls. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. I'll do that, though. I can do that. Welcome back, everyone. I am... Mm. Hmm. I just had my eyes closed for so long. I don't even have. Well, I'm Stacey Abrams. Okay, that's Bad a good bitch. choice. Groundbreaker. You know what? I will be Alexis Olympia. And I'll say why once I get into my black excellence okay. in a second. Yes. So, Mr. welcome Junior. back. We're back. All things back. Black excellence. First, foremost. There's a man in Cincinnati, Ohio, 24 years of age. His name is Daryl Landon Kelly. And he made all kinds of news outlets recently because he received an MBA from Xavier University's Williams College of Business and a law degree from the University of Cincinnati College of Law on the same damn day. Well, damn. He had to like go and get one diploma and then rush over to the other to the school other graduation. and get the other one. <laughs> Did they at least coordinate for him so that, like, he could make both I of them? I doubt it. But the point is... Wow, concurrent enrollment ass. How you just go to all that school at once? Wait, so he got an MBA and a law degree on the same day? The same fucking day. Like, I don't even know how you People do that. People in law school, like, they tell you to not even have a job. Like, don't right. have a job, don't have kids, don't have a dog. How? How? Wow. His mom, Lisa, says, I was born to five generations of love and I passed that on to them. If he's tall, it's because he's standing on tall shoulders. He's Aww. big because of the village, because of the friendships. He grew up with love. Yes, Lisa Giving, I made that. <laughs> That's really beautiful. Yes, we all put this all together. That is so beautiful, but it's something other than love, sis. Yeah. We, a lot of us have been loved and still cannot even begin to crack. I don't even degrees. know if it's just like discipline. Honestly, Daryl might have superhuman powers. Right. No, seriously, because I've never heard of anybody getting a law degree and a master's at the same time. You, oh, I love that I can actually bring this up. You remember how in Harry Potter, Hermione had the little thing that she used to go to a ton of classes? Oh, yeah. Little thing that little turned, rewinder thing. Yeah, that turned mm-hmm. back time. And everybody was like, bitch, did you just get here? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, you were not sitting there just a second ago. She would, like, rewind time. She was never around. She was always tired. So she could go and take extra classes. Right. <gasps> Yo, this nigga's he a has wild. one. Yeah, he's he a wizard. He has two. Because it's just no way you get an MBA and a law degree at the same. Like, you, that's superhuman. Wow. That nigga got his owl in the mail or whatever and just said, I'm going to go to a regular school. Was Daryl? Daryl Landon Kelly, 24 Amazing. years old. Wow. Congratulations to you for all of your uh, shining achievements, young sir. Not only did you do way better than I could have ever, <laughs> ever laughed dreamt, at doing right. in school. This is the child my mama wanted. This, Hello? This is the child she deserved instead of me. I would have done this and my parents would have been like, satisfactory. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take it. Um, also in Black Excellence, so let me just say this about the royal wedding. I don't know who got on my nerves more. <laughs> Those of y'all who were out here posting every frame of every moment of that fucking wedding and calling it a fairy tale wedding, sis, it wasn't a fairy tale oh. wedding. It was an expensive wedding. It was a rich yep. wedding. Fairy tale wedding is when like that blue 
convertible that he drove off in, if that shit was a pumpkin originally, and that bitch had three tiny white women with wings making her dress True. as she was walking down the True. aisle, that would have been from some fairy tale shit. This was a rich nigga wedding. There's a difference. It was a nice I don't know. car, though. It was a pretty car. That would be the. It was a lovely car. Right. From, lovely wedding. I didn't even watch it. I've only seen the pictures of her on Instagram. You want to know when I found out it was their wedding day? When I woke up and it was over. Right. Like, I did not... Right, because who the fuck was going to be up at 4 a.m. America time to look at that? No, I, girl. <laughs> bitch. Like, I honestly woke up and got on, like, Instagram eventually and saw all of these pictures and all of the stuff. And it was playing over and over and over on loop on TV and shit. Mm. I'm like, oh, they got married today. Oh, that's lovely. And then I went on about my day. Yeah. Shout out to Meghan Markle's mama for being truly beautiful. We're getting there. Okay. Y'all got on my nerves. <laughs> on the flip side, you niggas who were like, oh, fuck the royal wedding because the real shit that's going on in life right now, we need to be talking about that. And black people this and da-da-da-da-da oh, and fuck the royal wedding because blah, blah. Like, okay, Sure. Right. But let me just remind y'all that Harry was still gonna get married. Like, you can continue the conversation of uh, black injustice and the Santa Fe high shooting and Flint still not having clean water. You can just keep... You can talk about all these things. You can just keep talking about that. Like, you being salty and throwing shade at this one, they were still gonna get married. And the world was still gonna suck at the same time. And whether she was marrying... He was marrying a black woman, a white woman, a green woman... It was still going to be highly publicized, mm-hmm. nonstop coverage. It just so happens that a lot of niggas seem to care. Right. Because Meghan Markle. Because the princesses black. have black, right. Or the duchess. And yeah, hell yeah, we care. When when will we ever see that? Whoever thought they would see something like that in the royal families? So. Like, and niggas deserve joy. Like, let people have their joy wherever they I just, get it. I don't understand. Times are too hard. This country is, is a mess. The world is fucking garbage. Let people find their joy where they get it. Now, I just can't bring myself to give Megan a black excellence. Like, I see that that's sickening and good for you when you got married. And mm. I hope that they stay together forever. It's and not have... really excellent to get married. I mean, I'm just saying. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're. No. I hope you have lots of little babies. And they all, you know, do amazing philanthropic things together across the globe. Right. For me, the black excellence is going to go to her mama. Amen. For being up in that castle. Beautiful. With them dreads. She's so gorgeous. Just divine. I could not believe it. I was like, yo, look at this lady. Just. I see where Megan gets, like, looking at her, I'm like, oh, I see Megan's face all in this mm-hmm. woman's face. But she was just so beautiful, so regal. And Kept just, that like, nose ring in. So, okay. Like, I'm, I'm, not taking, I'm not taking nothing out. No. I'm coming over here with my fully black ass self. And if, if Megan Markle was going to be black excellence, it would be because she is, like, very much, um, yeah, you know, I'm marrying into this family or whatever, but your bitch is still a feminist very proud woman gonna be out here campaigning for the things I care about and talking about the issues that matter to me like that is excellent getting married in and of itself is not I just a feat of excellence but have her mama, fun with it her mama oh I just loved it so much I loved it I'm guessing I'm gonna give uh, Bishop Michael Curry yes. black excellence and for his <laughs> rousing yes. sermon as well as making all of yes. those white aristocrats <laughs> very uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, they were just looking at each other like, is this... 
Is he really a pastor? Did somebody just let a crazy person in? Like they never were. Never would have thought the never. royals would have had a wedding that black. Now that was another thing. I thought Megan was gonna play by their rules, but she was like, absolutely no, no, no. the fuck not. No thanks. I sure actually, won't. We won't. Gonna make it actually extra black. Hope everyone's ready to be uncomfortable. Uh yes, the choir was also amazing and mm-hmm, blackity mm-hmm. black and you know I just feel like shout out to Alexis you know that's how you do it you come in before even a year and you're sitting in front of Queen Elizabeth like what right. is tea like, like you know what I mean here I am <laughs> is it in the back <laughs> can you know, girl have a crumpet welcome welcome me welcome, welcome you welcome you mm-hmm. um, and I just stand Right. Like wholeheartedly. Yes, Serena is everything. Yes, Serena also was there. But just having a I mean, that is how the fuck you do it. Right. Alexis. It is. And Less. Serena stands for her baby too. I mean Serena can't go more than twenty minutes on Instagram without being like, I'm obsessed with my baby. Somebody help me. Like And I we're can't all stop. like same. <laughs> right. Don't ever stop posting her. I got on Instagram and I saw Serena being like, getting ready for my friend's wedding. And I was like, oh, how nice. She's going to her friend's wedding. And then like 12 hours later, I realized where she was. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, this bitch. Oh, you mean that I think wedding. she and Meghan Markle grew up together or they were friends when they were kids <laughs> or something. Did. Like, right. Of right. course y'all did. Right. So it was just, that baby is just, God, she is so cute. She's I mean, just so precious. I can't get enough of her. Oh my God. And John Legend named his baby Miles. You know, Chrissy Teigen had their baby. Yeah. And his name is Miles, like Miles Davis. Just like Luna's middle name is, um, oh. Luna's middle name is Simone after Nina Simone. And I think I think he said he's gonna, they're going to name all their kids after black musicians. And I was like, Also, they plan to keep um, going. Yeah, no, I think they do. But I mean, I'd be looking at children and be like, oh, you had one. That wasn't enough. No. Would you, you actually wanted to do it again. You okay. did it again. Yeah. So congratulations to them. All the things that it does to your body, but we won't even. I'm no, she'll be fine. But they love to do it. Just it's just People a beautiful just thing, you pop know. Out kids. Yeah, and everybody's happy, even though it's a bloodbath. <laughs> oh, I don't even want to think about it, God, because I've I think I've decided that I'm going to get pregnant probably November or December of 2020. I think so. You have scheduled yeah, your I think, pregnancy? Yeah, I have. Because I mean, you're probably, probably a lot of people do that. Hopefully Donald Trump won't be in office by that point. Hopefully he'll be impeached and removed from office by then. But if he is, hopefully he will be on his way out and will not win re-election. All we can do is pray. Right. All we can do is hope. Um, so that's a big determining factor. Also, I would like to have a Virgo, which is why the planning is... <laughs> Again, around that time of year, like I'm being pretty strategic about it. And I think in a couple of years, two and a half years, I should have my shit together enough to have a baby. So, you know, I'm, I'm happy for anybody who is having kids on purpose and is happy about it. You know, like this is it's love and it's beautiful. Hey, y'all, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work life balance can be tough. OK, if anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time, all in one place. With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website. 
crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know Kip Fury and Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. Hey, y'all, listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. Okay, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine print or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until... You might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises and not a yada yada. So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. All right, so folks, let's move on into whatever is about to happen in a section we call um, Hot Bottoms in the Hunger Games. <laughs> the Hunger Games. Get it, because we... <laughs> yes, because y'all stop yourselves all day. <laughs> Where to begin? Oh, my God. I feel like there's probably a lot. There's probably a lot over there that we have not. Yeah, but then there's like, do I care? Like, mm. Well, I mean, so we don't care about a lot of things. That's but like, true. The things that we can manage to scrounge up like a little bit of give a fuck about. All right. So let's start with something that's sort of positive. And we also kind of touched on this when it was simply a rumor. But it seems Brock and Michelle... My royal Mom and wedding. dad. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Um, they have officially signed a deal with mm-hmm. Netflix. Yeah. A production deal that means that they could be creating scripted content, Anything, really. non-scripted content, yeah. documentaries, and things of that nature for Netflix. And honestly, I hope that they just have like their own own their own network <laughs> yes i really want to just have years and years of programming from them um and i cannot wait to see michelle obama's show like i need for michelle to be like the center of one of these shows. I don't know if it's going to be like a Jada Red Table Talk, which I'm Ooh, loving, that would by be the way. Nice. Yeah, that's a that was a great idea. Or, you know, maybe it'll be more of a, a docu-series where she's going out into the country and showing you how trash it is from like a more hands-on perspective. I don't know what Michelle Obama could like... It could be her sitting on a stage for 15 minutes just giving me words of, of wisdom. Cobbler recipes. Right. I don't and care, And I would honestly. take it. Right. I would watch it. So I'm very excited to see what the two of them do with this. Because it looks like Netflix is basically just like, here's a whole lot of fucking money. Make whatever you want to. I'm sure. Right. I'm sure. 
And Sasha and Malia may be involved. We'll see if they want to try their hand at things or if they want to get involved in production. Sasha and Malia are probably like, keep every camera. Personally, I'm so glad your little presidency is over. It was a drag. (laughs) One out of ten, would not recommend. (laughs) So leave me alone. Malia's like, bitch, I just want to smoke weed with my wife for instant peace. Like, I just want to... Why can't I be left alone? And Sasha's out here hanging out with rappers, being young. Is she? Yeah. I don't remember which rapper it was. Somebody showed me a picture of her. I don't know. I couldn't tell you the name of these children anymore. I think it was somebody I recognized. But the point is, they're being young ladies. Right. Having a good time. Probably don't want to be involved. But anything... The thing about Barack and Michelle Obama, like, you can... There's certainly criticisms to be made about like President Obama's presidency and maybe some of the decisions sure. he made but you look at him next to this motherfucking office right now and he's like black Jesus I mean honestly you could probably just... put like Nixon next to this <laughs> <laughs> like, I just god damn you probably could I mean seriously oh such trash that is a shame it really is like, and I feel like this is going to end even worse than that but we don't have to get into it I'm just very happy for the Obamas anything they decide to do I'm here for it um Gail King let it slip on CBS this morning uh that Oprah has gotten high well who didn't know that she says that she's Gail said she herself has never smoked weed, which, Gail, girl, come to the fun side, sis. Really? In all your years, sis? Why not? I don't know. Maybe she's just against it. Some of the girls don't like to experiment, you know? I was that like that one day, you know, when I was in my, I, I mean, I was a this. fresh, like, 19, 20. Mm. Like, I will not be smoking oh, the reefer yeah. things. Okay. Yeah, I used to be kind of conservative, but I grew up in Oklahoma, so I, that was just me being a product of my environment. But Weed was always around me. Once you really get high, see, I was never even around it. I didn't yeah. know anybody who smoked weed, not in college even, did anybody I was offered weed? weed in, like, high school. See, no, I did, but I was a square in high school, so. <laughs> me too. <laughs> So it just, I didn't even have the opportunity, but the first time I really got high, I was like, oh, bitch, this is everything. Yeah. And I know Oprah got her own greenhouse out there with her own different organic, you know, fresh manure fed strains and different. Absolutely. Bitch, I would absolutely smoke Oprah's weed. That shit is so sticky. Imported weed. I need it. I need it, actually. I need Oprah's own because I know it's somewhere in one of her orchards. Well, Gail said Oprah has smoked a little marijuana. I don't mind saying that. I'm not telling tales out of school. <laughs> it's not something that happens on a regular. Oh, that is such an elder woman thing to say. I'm not telling tales outside of school. I know. <laughs> I love it so much. Oh, I'm just wow. thinking, because, you know, the other day, uh, Snoop Dogg was on The Breakfast Club and told a story about um, smoking, I guess, around Oprah, like if he was at a party or something. And I think it was Charlemagne who asked if he's ever smoked with Oprah. And at the time, I thought it was like halfway a really random thing to ask. And on the other hand, I'm just like, please answer this question. Right. I need to know if you have. And Snoop has probably smoked with everyone at this point. Right. He has a show with fucking Martha Stewart where they cook. You know, Martha is high off of her puss. I can't deal with that. On set every time they do that. I can't. Um... Hmm. But yeah, I mean, I feel I like also, Oprah is bougie though. Like she probably don't share blunts. I feel like she's like mm, probably don't have to. I don't puff puff pass. <laughs> like hope you brought your own. Hope you have your own bowl and things because I don't share. Oprah smokes with her closest closest homies besides Gail, besides I guess, because Gail is you know she's too safe for that. <laughs> um, and I feel like everyone in the circle gets a blunt. 
And mm. each bun is the size of this microphone. <laughs> like Hell yes. Oh, and it's rolled in Keith too. It's I just, feel like it's it's extra it's as fuck. Maybe a holiday thing for her. Oprah mm. smokes on her birthday. Or maybe like Oprah and Michelle Obama and Beyonce. Yes. Be like, let's just have our badass black women, <laughs> you know, biannual meeting. And they just Barack all- definitely gets high. <laughs> so on occasion Well he openly admitted. He yes. was like, bitch, I smoked weed all through college. What's up? You know, throughout their relationship, Michelle has caught a couple of contacts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So at this point in her life and after this whole presidency, <laughs> Michelle is like Bitch, I'm lighting up. Call me on your birthday. <laughs> oh, I'm coming over. Light it up. <laughs> I, I would love that. Love to hear a story that is never going to happen, but are never going to be told of Beyonce and Oprah and Michelle Obama Mm -hmm. sitting around in a circle on pillows or whatever, out on the lanai. Weren't they all at somebody's birthday party? Or maybe that was just Beyonce and Michelle Obama were at somebody's house. Like, I feel like they kick it. I know they they all, they hang out on a regular basis. That's going to be Michelle's Netflix show. Probably. Come smoke a doobie or whatever she's going to call it. (laughs) Me and my bee. (laughs) (laughs) With Michelle Obama. She just invites different people to come smoke with her and have a conversation. I would love if Michelle Obama had a series that was just her and her black, powerful homegirls being black and powerful and regular. And like, oh yeah, drinking like, Fancy teas from Africa mm-hmm. and getting high and right. like talking about how white people ain't shit, like unfiltered. Oh, see, that's not gonna happen. It's not. I wish it would though. It sounds great. I would love to see her smoke. Or talking about like her friends. specific white politicians not being shit. That's, that's gotta it. be fair game. I feel like she, like she wants to drag the Trump administration and she does it, but she does it in a like, and not a roundabout way, but she's never like directly being like, yo, who is this piece of shit? Get this motherfucker out of right. office. Like she's never just like, oh, fuck this nigga. You know, like she's diplomatic about it. That's what I'm saying, though. I wanted in her like, I wanted in their like classy, supreme shade way. Okay. I see it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't want her to be on there like, you know, fuck these honkies. You know, I don't see Michelle doing that. I would, I would live, though. <laughs> nigga, that would be a gift so fast. I would be beside myself. <laughs> I would honestly blow it up and frame it. <laughs> I cannot. Ooh, we. But I would love, honestly, any outlet of Michelle Obama just being awesome and black and being able to express herself in a way that is not bound by the chains of the presidency mm-hmm. and expectations and all of that. And honestly, if you produce your own shit on Netflix and you fucking Michelle Obama, like where else is the play? You either gonna do it or you not. Like if she's <laughs> right, not, right. she's just like, I'm just not about that. I don't care about them. Fuck them. Oh yeah, I don't think she would. I think she's just too. She's too diplomatic for all that. She's not gonna be messy in in the way we want her no. to. No, she's too good. For she's that, just but, above it. Right. And hopefully, we we can only aspire to get to the black level of just like <laughs> right? class and, and and integrity and all of the things that she has because I'm gonna be fuck these people for life. Okay. I just feel like that's gonna Like just blatantly me. straight like that. I don't think I'll ever be able to say it in a classy way. I don't. No. I don't have the tools. Mm-mm. I don't. I'd, right. I just am simply not capable so. But if I can even just get like like a landscape portrait of the three of them sharing like a blunt <laughs> Or anything. I would die. Somebody just paint it for me. I don't even know if that's legal, but like, I'll take like digital a art. Yeah, anything. Somebody just Photoshop it together. Real it's quick. just things of my dreams. It's the little things. Well, Gail needs to roll up. I don't know what she's waiting on. I mean, you could vape. 
Gail could yeah, like, girl, you know, start small. Call me Gail. I got like seven different ways to get high in my house right now. I can help you out, sis. You ain't got to smoke if you don't want to. Gail wore 18 hats to the royal wedding. Or like to, you know, Did as she a correspondent. Really? She kept, not hats, but, you know, those like fascinators or whatever oh, fancy yeah, things yeah, yeah. that they put in their mm-hmm. hair their hair or whatever or on a hat. She just kept changing them like she was awesome in a word show. I love Gail. I saw Oprah, but I didn't see. Uh, I guess Gail was probably working. The yeah, she yeah. was like a uh, correspondent. Nice. Um, okay. Gail probably makes like a like a like a fire ginger snap or some <laughs> other form of a cookie. A <laughs> cookie. I don't know where that came to mind for me, but she just looks like she can bake. Gail, please confirm. Um, <laughs> Chance the rapper made waves. Um, when he said. Was it Dillard University? He was giving a commencement speech for Dillard University, who awarded him an honorary doctorate. (laughs) What? Y'all still do this? Honorary? I mean, but like, Angela Bassett just got an honorary doctorate. Like, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, I mean, Angela Bassett has given a lot to the culture for years before Chance the the Rapper. Rapper, like, 23 years old? Maybe. (laughs) What the hell? Okay, sure. Where is Dillard University? It's in New Orleans. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I was like, maybe it's in Chicago. I don't know. No, right. So I'm I'm even more confused. (laughs) Like, I don't get why he was granted this, but it's fine. During the commencement speech, she said Beyonce's Coachella performance was better than any performance Michael Jackson ever did. I'm going to come clean. I didn't watch the whole commencement speech, so I don't even know how the fuck we got to that. Um, (laughs) This nigga's shaking the table. I just watched that clip on, I don't know, like, my Explore page on Instagram is so petty and gay. It's like nothing but RuPaul Drag Race clips and then, like, reality TV fights. I don't even go on the Explore page. I just feel like it's not even for me. But I go there to, like, search for things sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. to go and, like, search for an, a, a page or whatever. And so I feel like when I go to search, it's just there. And something will catch my attention. It's usually somebody fighting somebody. Okay. And somehow I saw that, ooh, she's shaking the table clip. That was so <laughs> Such a long time ago. Man. K. Michelle's butt is healing, I heard. So that's nice. God bless Gross. Her. Good for her, though. Finally admitted that it was fake and got it removed. Good for you. Better than any Michael Jackson performance. So here's the thing. Michael like, Jackson has just had so many. And iconic ones. Right, right. And, and there is no Beyonce without Michael Jackson. Also, so, but on the other hand, Beachella is everything. And I've it watched really it 59,000 times. Same. I cannot stop listening to the album. We watched it every <laughs> day in Miami. Oh, I mean, as the unofficial. I mean, Beachella it is, is right. An it's, sure. It's an album in my phone. Right I have now. it. Right. So actually, I need to like at least 10 people hit me up. So do you have that link? I don't. <laughs> I don't have a link. No, I actually have no. No, the link I used has been, been taken down. Oh, I don't even know how I got it, to right. be honest with you. So, I just, I don't, mm, I don't even think it's a conversation that needs to be had. It just doesn't. I I think Beyonce and Michael Jackson can coexist as like two fucking amazing entertainers, superstars who just blew, you know, who just blew everything wide the fuck open. I think I've said before, I don't, I don't think that there is a fair comparison between the two of them. Not only because there is no Beyonce without Michael Jackson, like you said, but they're just two, like, I don't, like. It's two different eras of music. Everything is different. Michael Jackson was pre-internet. I think the only thing that you can really compare between the two of them, I feel like, is like level of fame and influence. Mm -hmm. That's it. Like, Beyonce is the biggest performing artist 
on the planet. Right. There is just no right. conversation, right. no debate. That's just it. It is what it is. Right. And for like the bulk of Michael Jackson's career, same. you could say the very right. same thing. Right. And when his concerts and shit was on HBO, child, the way people fell the fuck out at the thought of Michael Jackson coming on stage. Like he would come out. I remember, I don't remember which show it was, but he had on that gold leotard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he walked out on stage and like 50 people in the front row just collapsed. Like I remember niggas being just be a dying. kid and watching those those concerts and mm-hmm. stuff on HBOs and stuff. Like, that was an event. Like people came over because yes. my daddy had we, HBO. Okay. And, and we taped <laughs> like on it the- was right. We would order it. We would order that concert because, of course, we're not paying for cable on a regular basis. But right. my, and my daddy would go get a blank VHS tape and record yes. it. Because if I'm paying for it, we're going to watch it multiple times. Or you just put a little piece of tape over one of the other ones. But he ain't going to do that. He ain't going to tape over his Star Trek. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I remember being this little tiny It was tiny an event. Talk. Yeah. It really was. Watching these women fall out and men falling out. And I'm just like, I honestly like... Okay, so Thriller also, like, had already sort of fucked me up. Oh, yeah, I was very scared. I was very scared. So Michael Jackson, like, sort of frightened me. And then, like, people just falling out. I didn't, I remember not having, like, a concept or an understanding of, like, fandom in that way. Mm -hmm. So, like, people literally, like, bawling and falling out. And I remember this one concert, and I'm sure one of y'all can link it. I'm sure it's on YouTube. Of a woman, I want to say she was a white woman, who ran on stage Mm. and, like, security grabbed her and threw her over their shoulder. I'm just like, what is, who is this nigga? Like, that's how people acted. I was, like, minds blown. I knew that the music was great. I understood, I knew about the Jackson 5 and stuff. But I just remember being, like, really, really, like, confused and a little, like, taken aback by the, like, magnitude of his celebrity Mm -hmm. as a kid. Obviously, then I got into my own standing as I got older, and now I get it because Beyonce. Right. And even Michael. Right. You know, himself. I absolutely stand for Michael and Janet. And (laughs) Janet. Very hard. So, I don't even want to do a Michael Jackson was this and Beyonce's Beachella was better than anything Michael ever did because I just don't think there's any point in that. It's just, no. But I understand where you're coming from, Chance. You, the stand jumped out. <laughs> it did. Jumped a little too high, maybe a little too far. I don't know. I don't that, know. Why was Dillard University the place for that comment? What, what did that have to do with it? I just, I don't know. <laughs> I don't I get that I need the transcript because I just don't, I don't even know how we got into that. But I was just like, you know I'm what, I'm not Chance? mad at it. I, I wouldn't say it. I would not say that. That would have never came out of my I mouth. I would have never said that, but I'm not mad at it either. I'm going to let you have that yeah, chance. Yeah, I'm going to just let you have I'm not going to argue with you about it, but <laughs> but make sure you put some respect on Michael Jackson's name. Make you sure just you have do to that. Do, like, girl, like, I honestly don't even feel like, I know Beyonce wouldn't agree with that. Beyonce would never. Beyonce would. No. Beyonce was like, oh, chance. Like, right. you know. she'd be like, you are so stupid. She <laughs> no, made I am not. <laughs> the same face that she made when she rest her head on his shoulder when he was doing that interview at oh, yeah. the Grammys or wherever. Mm-hmm. He freaked out. He had like he a like, flashback oh, to that time or whatever. <laughs> he thought about what it felt like for her cheek to be touching his shoulder. And right. He got emotional. He got overwhelmed. He or maybe he just, you know, is coming off of the heels of that Kanye standing and said, let me just stand for somebody that everybody loves. He was like, let me, what can I say to make sure black people know that I am definitely let on our side? Just stand Who for is Beyonce. it? I can, I can always stand for Beyonce. <laughs> I mean, it, it, that's fine as well, Chance. I just, mm. I would not, I don't need to compare two legendary artists like that. But you do whatever feels good to Speaking you. Speaking of Beyonce in New Orleans, you heard they talk about she bought a church out there. 
I did hear that. Did she really? I'm I wondering. don't know if it's true. Like, you know, Beyonce could have just been... <laughs> somebody could have just heard Beyonce writing down in her expensive car that Blue Ivy bought, look at that church and be like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> Ooh, and then like next that. thing you know... I'll take that. Yeah. Oh, Beyonce bought a church. I mean, I really don't know what to believe at this point, but they're saying like real estate folks were the ones oh. who started this rumor. Beyonce could have looked at the church and been like, you know what? This would be make like a nice video for heaven too. I'll right. just buy Something it. Something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? I just wait for her to be like here. Right. It's hard for me to get gassed up over Beyonce rumors because I just, there, there are too many of them. There's always something coming out about her. So I just wait for it to be on Beyonce.com or on her Instagram or whatever. And then I'm like, okay, now it's real. I think that they're getting ready to ship that merch. Oh, yeah. When did... Hold on. Because I feel if the pop-up's not already over, which I think it I is. I think it was at the end of this month that it was over. I don't know. The stuff got to be shipping fairly soon. I'm so excited to wear this shit to every brunch and get on y'all nerves. <laughs> oh, y'all are going to be so tired of me in my Nefertiti hoodies, both of them. I wish you would have sold berets. Oh, yeah. See, it's saying now if you go on shop.beyonce, it's saying this item will ship in seven to ten business days. So it yes. probably is coming soon. Oh, bitch. And the varsity jacket. <laughs> oh, my God. It's going to be too hot for all that shit. It really is. <laughs> and I don't care. I don't. It's, I'm going to hang it right up and just wait for the day that the temperature dropped back down to 60 so I can be like, oh, no, fuck you, hoes. Wait a minute. Okay, no, never mind. I thought it was something on here I didn't have already. <laughs> Same. I was that like, uh, no. Absolutely <laughs> been like, wait, what is? Oh, no, never I didn't buy that. Okay, I, I did get that. All right, all right. Um, let's see. Is there anything else that is like not anything else that we like really like? Oh no. So <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Amber Rose for whatever reason the other day posted like some long ass Instagram uh haiku about. Well, I guess a haiku can't really be long. Mm-mm. You know, what a I mean. sonnet. A sonnet. Thank you. I like it. Um. Dedicated to her love for 21 of the savages. What? I thought they broke up. They did. What? So then what is she doing? I don't know. Oh, my God. Sis. I love this man so much. I know the internet portrays me to be. I can't do a Philly accent or wherever the fuck she's from, so I'm going to do whatever. Oh, I don't even know what a Philly accent sounds like. Amber Rose. Okay, so now I'm really trying to think about her, like, natural speaking voice. And I've only ever heard, like... I'm sorry to Philly. I'm probably wrong. I've only ever heard, like, kind of slightly hood radish, kind of, a little bit out of her, but not... I don't... she's... Okay. Maybe maybe that is the Philly accent. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Somebody from Philly or somebody's going to be like, that bitch is not even from Philly. She's from the suburbs. (laughs) North Philadelphia from... Bodega Heights? I don't know. Okay. Like, whatever. <laughs> I know the internet portrays me to be some heartless person. This voice. Or they feel like I am incapable of love. But I love him so hard. Who thought you were incapable of love? He, he is not only one of the most talented people I have ever met, oh but he is so real, humble, and smart as hell. I was just listening to... Uh, 21 Savage verse earlier today when I was working out and one of the lines that stood out to me is um, bitch I lie and cheat it's in my blood and I was like oh nice 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 I could see I love when niggas just tell the truth why not I love it you know I love it so much like cut the shit be honest just let me know what's really up all I can ask it's really that's it it's the bare fucking minimum but it's so hard I do not care who you see me in a picture with 
or who the internet associates me with because the internet is fake af. I'm not saying it's fuck. And they pull stories out their asses for clickbait. True. It's the price of fame, I guess, but it's not real life because in real life, Shaya? Shaya? Is my... See? What is 21 Savage's real name, Jesus? Oh, is it Shay? <laughs> Please. Don't. Is it S-H-E-A? Shaya bin Abraham Joseph. Or Shaya. Probably Shia. Oh, Shia. It probably is Shia. But it's spelled S-H-A-Y. This looks like a Muslim name. A-A. It does. Maybe it is. I don't know nothing about 21 Savage. Okay, you know, me either. Uh, okay, so I just don't understand. Was that her whole iOS press release? No, but I'm just not going to read the rest of it. Okay. It doesn't get any better. So why is she doing all this for her ex-boyfriend? That's um, my only question. <laughs> Maybe she wants that love back. I really, you know, I don't know anything about 21 Savage, and I'm not going to begin to act like I do. Maybe 21 Savage was just Mm -mm. the bee's knees and ankles to that bitch. And all I know is it's a knife. Like, that (laughs) is like the extent of my. He got all you niggas saying it's a. That's it. That's all I know. Well, 21 Savage posted a photograph. On Instagram shortly thereafter, um, with a large Louis Vuitton bag photo bombing it, and the caption says, "You cross me once, it's fuck you for life." Amber Rose, not long after, deleted her original post. What? So I guess that was his way of saying, "Bitch, I don't give a fuck what you're talking about." I saw a rumor that she might have cheated on him with like one of his friends or something like that, mm. but there was no evidence on that being true. Or whatever, so right. I'm not going to act like it I is. mean, I'm certain he cheats as well, so that can't be a problem. <laughs> like, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't. He just said he lies and cheats, so I don't It's know. in his blood. Right. Like, he <laughs> not only said that he lies and cheats, but it's almost as if, you know, it's he's incapable of of not lying and cheating. Imagine being a grown-ass woman doing all of this for a 25-year-old boy on Instagram. Because how old is Amber Rose again? even 34. Oh, this is sad, Amber. You... Uh, I don't know where you got this incapable of love thing. I've never heard anybody say that about you before. But what you sound like is like incapable of making a smart decision. What do y'all be? I know that y'all say like wild things in people's comments and stuff. And like these famous Maybe people, like famous, like shade room populated right. girls. Like I can only imagine what the fuck it is that y'all be Maybe saying. Maybe that's them. it. But I would think somebody as famous as Amber Rose would have been stopped reading the comments a long time ago. No, they live and breathe them comics. And honestly, I don't really I don't understand it. why. Hell no. But I would like to think that Amber Rose, at least having been this famous for so long, right. would get to a point where it's just kind of like, you know what? I'm gonna do with it. Like y'all can mm. honestly eat me. You know, like that's what I would have thought. Especially the know, shade room. Why would you? Re- the shade room ain't nice to nobody. I'm not talking about the shade room like specifically. I'm just saying like the people who are like on the shade room often are in comments, who constantly get featured on there often. Post, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Or like reply to shit. Like like the those girls, yeah. the gossip blog girls. Like I'm not a stranger to the way that y'all be in their comments acting crazy and saying shit that don't make no fucking sense. What I'm saying mm. is Ambrose is still a 34-year-old woman and a mom and has money and is gorgeous. And I just would think that... I'm so confused. Outside of you being in alleged love for this <laughs> young man that you had to introduce vegetables to, 
<laughs> I just don't even like, why are you even telling us? Like, are you trying to like proclaim, proclaim your love for him or re? Why would we care? Like, why would we give one single fuck about this? Why, who, who gives a shit? I don't understand that. This is why, like, 12-year-old, 13-year-old kids, like, live and breathe and they feel like their worth is dependent on their Goodness. social media activity, if that sense makes sense. Huh, I just I mean, pulled like, up her Instagram and she's selling flat tummy tea, so I have of to course click right is. off of that. I mean, that couldn't be shocking. That is a mess. No, I'm sorry. Everyone should own flat tummy Anybody tea Anybody right who now. sells that shit needs to be ashamed of themselves. <laughs> that shit is garbage. It's... It's just trash. It, <laughs> it's a diuretic, girl. What are you doing? That's all that it is. And you, uh, uh, like, do not think Amber Rose has that body because she drinks these fucking protein I mean, shakes. Or, know, like, this bitch, she has to keep a, spe- a specific diet and work out on a regular basis. Do not think that this fucking, you know what? No, I'm, not, I'm just clicking off of this because it's going to make me mad. And I just saw her baby with Taylor Swift. So I'm really <laughs> finna click off. Honestly, Taylor Swift should take Sebastian on the road. Because oh, no. I have never felt warmness towards anything Taylor Swift related, mm-hmm. except for when Sebastian is involved. I loved the video of him getting that gift from her and being like, like excited, but not like thrilled. You know what I'm saying? Like he was like, "Oh, this is so cool," but then his mom is recording him, so it's, it's kind of like. Am I supposed to act more excited than like? He was just kind of like an appropriate response. Or? Uh, yes, I, I like her, but I'm not gonna do a backflip. Like, calm down, turn the phone off. But then when he met her and everything, like he's just Sebastian is just. I just stand yeah, for him. I do. Yeah, I, and I see that. I think Taylor Swift must have called all the black mamas because Viola Davis took her baby to the concert. Too. <laughs> I saw that too. I was on and Instagram. She got her life. I was like, uh, okay, I'm uh I'm gonna let I'm gonna let this happen because first of all I love Viola Days and she literally can do no wrong and also the babies just like Taylor's bops they just do and I'm a, and I'm gonna let the babies and that's have fair it. right it is it is fair but I'll be damned if Taylor not doing this on purpose like I very much believe that Taylor is like Taylor Swift is a machine take all the pictures with me and your black children please do like she's looking for that redemption she is she, Taylor Swift is is a company she's a, a team mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying they ain't no dummies over right, there. No. except for whoever allowed her to make that Earth and Wind Earth, Wind and Fire cover Ooh, which I still have not what heard what a wreck I won't do won't. that I won't do that I heard the co-creator dragged the fuck out of her I heard something too but I didn't see that either way I don't really have like a fiery hate trade for Taylor Swift like I'm it's mostly uh, indifference not anymore I mean I was like about to say what? I don't like I don't like just seethe every time I hear Taylor Swift's name the stuff that infuriates me is like when her people were sent that writer a Lord. cease and desist when she wrote that you remember when she wrote that article like oh, hey right. um, Taylor the KKK, the KKK stands for shit, you right. and you should probably say tell them to fuck off and she was like um and they were like no girl <laughs> take this down or we'll sue you like shit like that Lord. is what annoys the fuck out of me about Taylor Swift not her making songs I don't care about or doing whatever to piss Kanye West off so the co-writer of September said I didn't really think she did a horrible job yes <laughs> okay. yes I felt it was as lethargic as a drunk turtle 
turtle dozing <gasps> under a sweet flower. I did hear this. <laughs> After ingesting a bottle of Valium, and I thought it had all the build of a one-story motel, but, I mean, the girl didn't kill anybody. <laughs> she didn't run over your foot. She just got a very calm and somewhat boring take of one of the peppiest, happiest, most popular songs in history. Damn. <laughs> that was almost worse yes. than saying I fucking hated it. Oh, God, I love that. I don't, I'm, I'm not going to say it's horrible. I'm just going to say I would have rather done anything else but listen to this. Wow. <laughs> I feel fulfilled. That's that's a great statement. <laughs> that's better than anything I could have said. <laughs> like, I mean, honestly. because... The co-writer of the song said... Of the song. Who you who are you going to argue with? You cannot argue with that. So... <laughs> <laughs> this is why people want us to do a video podcast. Because of the fucking faces you make. <laughs> oh, my God. I did... Re- you know what? I saw, like, that quote somewhere on Twitter... And it made me chuckle, but I scrolled past it like, y'all made this shit up. Like, this must be the onion or one of these. Like, like nobody said that. It was just mm-hmm. no, too good to real. be true to no, me. No, it is real. <clears throat> wow. Yes, amen. What a description. A oh, drunk, amen. what What was it? Whew, a drunk turtle? It felt. I felt it was as lethargic as a drunk turtle dozing under a sunflower after ingesting a bottle of Valium. God damn. That's like saying I felt it was comatose. I felt it had no life. <laughs> and I thought it had all the build of a one-story motel. God damn. What? I just love this. I'm sorry. It's so good. What else has that person written? Because I want to read Let's everything. See. Songs, books, I I'm hope. mad I don't know more about this woman. Her name's Allie Willis. Work. Oh, Allie. wait. She's white. Of course she is. Oh. Ooh, Allie Willis told, told me that. <laughs> Allie Willis? Okay. Oh, she wrote I'll Be There For You, the theme from Friends. Bitch, and yeah. she co-wrote The Color Purple, the musical. Oh, I was going to say. No wonder. Wait, what? Yeah, no. Um. Okay, well, good for you, Al. Oh, no, she's done a lot. Boogie Wonderland. Yes. Wow. Holy shit. So you really can't tell Allie nothing. No, she just was inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. So this, yeah, God damn. No, this, see, this is why I want to be a songwriter. This bitch is 70 years old. I've never heard of her. She's rich as fuck. It has to be. Oh, goals. <laughs> and nobody knows what her face looks like. Oh, I wish. That is everything. Right? It's all, like all I want in life. Just have like several islands and just right. be like, and you can still you go to Walmart. Her, oh, and see, she's a white woman. So really, ain't nobody going to say nothing to her for Dragon Taylor. Because she's it's white versus white. <laughs> I'm so happy. I thought it was a black woman doing this. I was about to say, yes, sis. But still, yes, half, sis. See, I didn't even have to say anything. I still have not. I watched that video of the aunties reacting to it on and mute. And that's all you need. And, right. And on mute is even, it's it's all, it's too loud. I feel like it was even funnier. <laughs> like, not hearing the song and then seeing them react to it. But either way, you know, I'm just saying Sebastian is good for your uh, your marketing. Oh, right. Show forgot we was talking about that a little bit. God, he is so cute. Oh, he's adorable. So we mentioned the person, I was going to say fan, but the person that approached Cardi B after the Met Gala uh, asking for an autograph and how that turned into them getting jumped by Migos is Migos. <laughs> right. The, the Migos Migos. Uh, I wonder if they have a name House for House Migos. No, not the House Migos. <laughs> that sounds too much like <laughs> House Boy. Like, yeah, it does. Like, Although, 
Honestly, when you look at the job description, it's probably not all that different. Maybe it doesn't require a jock strap. I mean, but you're still the one who's like picking up the Postmates at the front door and fighting niggas when they try to come at your pregnant ass fiance. This is what page six wrote. Giovanni Arnold, who was 33, filed a suit in the state Supreme Court. Of course he did. In the Bronx. (laughs) Damn. In the Bronx on top of that Cardi. Why don't they leave you alone, sis? On Monday, seeking unspecified damages for the injuries. The certain injuries. I I really want to see these injuries. I would love to. He says he sustained when the famous couple ordered three goons (laughs) to savagely beat him after he asked the Bodak yellow rapper for her John Hancock on May 8th. Arnold claims in court papers he approached the pregnant performer outside the Mark's Hotel Gala after party around 2 a.m. and she told him... Fuck out of here, nigga. I will slap the shit out of you. Yes. He alleges he expressed his disappointment with being ignored. And then Cardi B and Offset signaled to their hired muscle that they wanted him to be physically attacked. And Offset added, shut up, bro, before a nigga beat you out here. When Arnold responded, ah, man, for an autograph, damn, that's serious. He says three men pounced him, pounced punching him and then stomping on his face while he was on the ground. Now, here's the thing. There's video footage of the entire incident. Oh, is there? Absolutely. And so, Giovanni Arnold needs to add in some of these blanks. Because you didn't just go up to Cardi B and say, please, madam. Right. I just... I've loved you ever since Gangster Bitch Music Volume 1, and I would love a photograph. Like, you went up to her asking for a photograph, probably with an attitude. She said no, which, honestly, she's well within her right. Even if she wasn't fully very pregnant. Right. You know what I'm saying? People are allowed to say no to photographs. It just is life. And what you have to do in that situation is move the fuck on from it. But after she said no to you, you were hollering shit at them. Like, ah, man, for a photograph, that's whack as fuck. Like, you were going off. Like, you were being extra and loud and aggressive. Mm -hmm. And that is why Offset said to you, shut the fuck up before a nigga beat you out here. I knew expressed his (laughs) disappointment wasn't just, oh, man, I'm so sad that you won't take a picture with me. I knew it was something disrespectful and crazy. You were begging to get your ass And after Offset said, you surely can get your ass. Whooped out here. <laughs> then you were talking about over an autograph. Damn, I'll take all your money from you. Stop spend, stop doing dumb shit with your money. Stop spending all your money on diamonds. I'll take all your money out here. Calling them niggas, cussing oh, at them. No. And I mean, he was black well, too. Uh, but okay, like, I was about to say, yeah, stomp a hole in his ass. Right, but like. You were not just, like, disappointed that you didn't get a photograph with them. You were antagonizing them and admitting that you wanted them to beat you up so that you could sue them. Right. There's video footage of of that. And now, here we are. (laughs) Here we are today. I mean, I believed you when you said it. Mm -hmm. Because I know that many of you whack, weird, I don't want to get a job ass niggas out here will just go around and find somebody to beat Mm -hmm. you up so that you can sue them. You know, it's the white way. And usually it works (laughs) for white folk. Right. You know what I'm saying? You, Giovanni, especially... Especially with this video footage of you berating this pregnant woman and cussing at them and trying to tell them what to do with their fucking money and asking them to beat you up. I just don't know how that's going to hold up in court. I'm not an attorney. I won't begin to pretend like I know, but... I feel like he probably will get paid just because they did still break the law by beating Right. But you're not taking all their money for sure. Like, not by a long shot. You're gonna I hate get yourself that he could a cute... even get a nickel. I mean, that's why you can't touch people. It really is. Like, that's why, but... 
I'm not gonna say you didn't deserve it. Like you apps, I wish they could have beat his ass off camera or something like that, where it wasn't no evidence and nobody knew what happened. And Honestly, that, that probably would have been worse because he still would have gone <sighs> and sued them, and there would have been no proof that he was asking for. Damn. It's true. You know what I'm saying? But, like, bruh. What a mess. I wish y'all would just, like, I understand being a fan of somebody, obviously. Like, obviously. I was right next to Beyonce on the carpet at the VMAs. But do you know what I did not do? Well, first of all, Julius did not allow me to get that close to him. I mean, he wouldn't. First of all, he absolutely elbowed me, like, get the fuck out of my way. Don't you ever know. But I would never be like, oh, my God, Beyonce, like, can I take a picture with you? And then she's like. I'm not taking pictures tonight. Be like, are you serious, bitch? I loved you since no, no, no. How dare you? Like, she's a grown ass autonomous woman. And if she's not taking pictures tonight or doesn't want to be bothered or she's dealing with her baby and her Tims or whatever, then that's just what it is. Like, I don't understand why y'all can't just accept that and be like, I understand, you know, love your music or whatever. And just go on about your day. People don't owe you that. They just don't. I mean, again, when Beyonce walked past me after I technically was stalking her outside of her job. All I did was wave at her, and she waved back, and I will take that with me for the rest of my Absolutely. days. I didn't need anything from her, really, nope. but to look at her in person. She could have not even looked back at me, mm-hmm. honestly. The yeah. fact that she waved back and gave a little, hey. That's it. We I don't need... And she touched you at Revel. And... Ciao. I could never imagine what? seeing <laughs> Beyonce leave. She. It wasn't even like she was, you know, outside... Promising pictures to people and then just stopped before me. You know what I'm saying? Like right. she was leaving <laughs> work, getting in her car to go more than likely home. Mm-hmm. And like I cannot imagine being like, "Hey, Beyonce, let's take a picture." And her saying, "I would have never asked." Right? I would never because I'm not never dumb. Asked. I would have never asked. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But even if I did, and her answer was nah, being like, "Ah, oh, really?" De- <laughs> I just like don't. what is? How are y'all that entitled? I don't get that. The closest celebrity I have ever, like, that I can remember, really, really, really wanting to take a picture with, like I said, was, um, I'm sorry, I remember, forgot his real name, but he plays Stanley on The Office. Oh, okay. When I saw him Oh, in right, LA, in L.A. <laughs> and I really, really came close to stopping and, and, like, asking him for a picture and saying how much I love him in that show. And I still didn't. Yeah, and that would have been a lot for you because I know how you are. You don't, you don't really speak, so, so I know that was a lot. You must have been like really overwhelmed, and starstruck. I cannot imagine like even asking somebody that I'm really a fan of for right. a picture, much less like Catching berating them after they say you that. niggas are crazy. And then arguing, she's pregnant on top of that, and then you arguing with her and her man about like, oh god. People are just gross. Yeah, that is just ridiculous. But he probably still is going to get himself a cute little check, maybe fifty, hundred thousand dollars or something like that, and go on. Speaking of Cardi B, she's on a new song um, by someone named Rita O'Ray. Rita O'Ray? Never heard of it. Okay. Well, there's a song that they have. It's called Girls, featuring uh, Charlie XCX, and I want to say her name is BB Rexa. Oh, yeah. I know BB Rexa. Um, I just figured out, like, which one of these uh, new crooning autotune white women she is. Like, when I heard the song, I recognized her voice, and she's like, I was like, oh, she's that girl from that other pop song I don't know the name of. Yeah. Okay, got it. That other one where it's like, you know how it goes, but you don't know the yeah. name of it. <laughs> like, yep. I just, re- it reminded me of it from the tone of her voice. Yep. Song's called Girls, and it's basically about being bisexual and loving, you know, fucking girls. 
Um, and, you know, it sounds like pretty much every overproduced pop song. I definitely did not right listen now. to that. I did, just because, like, I think it was Kaylani that made a comment about it being, like, having slurs or being a little offensive or whatever, or whatever. And, like, Kaylani has been, like, oh, yeah. puss, peen, whatever it is. Don't try on my sexuality for a song, bitch. <laughs> Every now and then I strap on a do-rag and I, you know, let the uh, uh, a training bra and I let the girls know I'm topping tonight. You know, you know, whatever, you know. And I'm really here for her stepping fully into her bisexuality or lesbianism or whatever it is. I don't know how she identifies, but do yeah. that, do that, ma'am. Do the that. community... Um, is not here for Rita <laughs> and Cardi and the rest of the ladies. Um, basically, you know, they feel like they were trying to... You know when people sell bisexuality from women to men and, like, try to... Like Katy Perry? Yes, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. Like, this is, like, 2018, I kissed a girl. Okay, well, and so the girls then I definitely can miss it. We're past it. It's not even, like, honestly, as a song in itself, it's not... Great. You know, I mean, it's not like... It's a random group of people. Who put this together? I honestly think, like, the, the selling point is that it is Cardi B and BB Rexa and Charlie XCX with this girl. Yeah. And they're all, like, pop star girls. Let's listen to them on a song together. Sort of like when Ariana Grande and, and Nicki Minaj oh, and Jessie J did that song together. And that song, it should have been so much better than what it was. It really should have. It just, it was like, oh, look at these... Girls doing a, a collab. Jesse J and you can Ariana stop. Grande can sing. Oh, yeah. See, look at you. You just I just I didn't know where you I should have let you finish. But you see you you lucky I'm sick, I can't cackle like I want to, but you ain't shit for that. Jesse J. They can sing, but that song was just flat. I don't it just I don't get it. Uh, it wasn't it was just nowhere near what it should have been. I just wanna take a moment to say that Jesse J sings the things. Mm -hmm. Did you watch the that VH1 shit that they do on Mother's Day? Is it called Hey Mama? I don't know what they call oh. it. Oh. <laughs> Whatever it's called. I saw, I saw bits and pieces, but Kia told me, sis, it's a mess. So, okay. <laughs> but I saw Janae Eco singing with her baby. That I was saw very, that and very Jessie. precious. That was it. Um, I don't even know what else happened. I think Gabrielle Union... Gabrielle Union's mama got uh, serenaded by Neo, and that's when I was like, I'm turning this off. <laughs> Why? Because she don't deserve. Right. I was like, come on now. Miss Miss Union do not deserve this. <laughs> maybe, what the fuck? Maybe Gabrielle Union's mama loves Neo. Maybe. Maybe. Because you know, I can think I of why. <laughs> I could be wrong. But I was just like, okay, I don't think this is meant for me. And if she's like a black mama, like black mamas I know, I, I would think after that whole shit was over, she went to, now why did you think? <laughs> why the hell you let them have this? Now? I don't even know who that. Oh, well. Um, yeah, no, Jessie sang a song of hers, I believe it's called Queen, and then she sang I'm Every Woman. She can sing. She really does sing. But I just I was I did not get what I needed from that. What was it called? Bang bang. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, Jesse and Ari. And if I they touch me, they sorry. I feel like they were trying to shove that song down our Oh, they esophagi. definitely were. They definitely were. <laughs> the same way they're doing with Chun Li. I, don't I even still hate, don't like it. I actually it. don't hate Nikki's verse on that. I think my issue with that song is Nikki's verse was the only thing I liked. Yeah. It's 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 not Nikki on that song that bothers me. It's the other girls. I don't like the hook. I don't like the verses, yeah. the melody. Right, I bang, just didn't bang like into it. the room. What what are we saying here? 
I, just, I, I don't I don't know I don't it anyway but anyway that's what I'm saying this song reminds me of and now the girls Cardi uh, issued a Twitter apology you know still I mean now that you're on you know I'm sure spending more time in bed find somebody to proofread this stuff sis oh is she just out here typing like whatever I mean, just my god are you trying to convince people that you're not illiterate and I get it but like this stuff I mean she's yeah. definitely not I know English is not her first language right English is not her first language I'm not going to answer that. Okay. I don't know. I didn't think it was. But I wouldn't be surprised if it is her second language. Cardi has never been particularly academic. <laughs> we all know that. That's sure. fine. That is fine. But I, at this point, didn't she delete her Instagram and Twitter all that? Why is she even back Disabled. Home? Oh, okay. So Which I don't even know how back. you do that. But yeah, the girls are... <laughs> you can just bring it right back. That's what I call an IG uh, tantrum. Yes. That's when you're just like, I'm not coming back anymore. <laughs> See, if I got that fed up with Instagram, I would just turn off all my comments. I would just turn off, or I would do like a teacher Speaking of which. And have it to where only the people I follow can comment. So all my pictures have like a grand total oh, of six you can comments. Do that? You can go, Instagram has, has changed their settings to where only people you follow can comment on your Instagram. Speaking of which, let me turn my comments back on because I turned my comments off for like the last few pictures. After last week, I knew there wasn't going to be a new episode. Um, and I just didn't want y'all coming on to my picture of me at like the beach or whatever. Me and my about. mama Where's on Mother's like, Day. Talking about, bitch, where's my episode? That's not what this is I just is go about. through and delete those because y'all are mad inappropriate for that. I just turned the comments <laughs> the off. The show will like, be back. I'm not even finna do it. <laughs> um, uh, yes, let's move on to, oh my God. Do you want to talk about Kendrick Lamar or T.I.? Well, I don't know what T.I. did, so let's talk about T. I. that. T.I. got because, arrested. Oh God, of course he did. Now, here's the thing. Okay. This... <laughs> it's not his fault this time? I mean... TBD. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. We'll so, see. I guess he, I want to, I'm guessing he was coming back from like a party or a club or something. It was allegedly around 4 a.m. I'm reading, this is the, uh, I was about to say the Associated Press and sound real fucking stupid. It was the Atlanta Journal. Constitution. There you go. Yeah, the, the AJC. AJC. Okay. Still um, a real news source. I definitely thought she was going to be like TMZ or... No, no. I, it absolutely is a real news source. But for whatever reason, I saw AJC and was thinking AP. I don't know why. I'm a dumbass. It's fine. Um, so he was headed home. Henry County, where that is. Yeah, right. What I part of Atlanta? Got to be outskirts. Let okay. me see. Henry County. It sounds racist. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. To be honest. He was outside of his gated community around 4 a.m. He was stopped by the security checkpoint person that stands outside of the gates and lets everybody in. Apparently. It's the southeast of Atlanta. Okay. Y'all can help me out, Atlanta natives, with what that means. But I'm assuming it means not by y'all. It's a ways out. It's a way, I'm looking at a map right now, so. I mean, I don't feel like T.I. lives. You no, know, why would you live in city limits? That's nuts. <laughs> um, it's not too far. Maybe 45 minutes or so. So, T.I. apparently didn't have his, like, residence pass or key or whatever it is that you use to get in through the gate or something got like you, that. Got you. And at some point, uh, he got into it with the security person, the guard, because they wouldn't let him. He wouldn't let him in. Now, there's like a 911 call that came out because, of course, the guard called the cops. Oh, my God. Um, he sounded like he might be West Indian. The guard? Yeah. Oh, so he was black. Yeah. So T.I. was like, nigga, let me in this house. 
But when he's he's on the phone with uh, the dispatcher or whatever, and you can clearly hear T.I. in the background. I want to say the guard's probably in that little box, and T.I. is right outside of that box, hollering at him. Okay. <laughs> but the thing is, he's not like, he doesn't sound like belligerent. He does sound like he may have had a couple of drinks, maybe some weed, Whatever Certainly, he does, you know what pills, I'm saying? Right. Um, but he didn't sound like just a mess and slurring and all over the place. He sounded pissed. And honestly, if it was 4 a.m. and I'm drunk and high and want to go to my bed and you won't let me in and I live here, I would probably be agitated. Are you really going to act like you don't know who I am right now? <laughs> like, maybe the security guard doesn't know what's here. It's very, it's like, possible. It's very possible. But I just don't think there's anybody in the Atlanta area who does not know Clifford Harris. It's, I mean, listen, if. <laughs> this man looks and is anything like I pictured him to be in this, or just by listening to this audio, mm-hmm. i.e. like one of my uncles, Okay, then he probably wouldn't. All right, gotcha. If a few of my uncles or my daddy was sitting up in that box, they would have looked at T.I. like, okay. So listen, if you don't have a pass or a key or something, then I just can't let you in and I'm not finna lose my job behind this. I don't care who you say you are. I get that too. I do too. Like when I was at home a couple of days ago um, and I was at my mom's house, she found, she had like this huge cardboard box full of stuff. Like my old bedroom is her office now. So she has like a whole <laughs> bunch of shit in there. That's that, so funny to me. Of course. I thought of your mama being like, well, now that he's gone. <laughs> and she was so sweet about it too because she didn't even change it for like the first couple of years I was gone. She kept being like, well, I don't want to like turn it into my office because I want you to stay here when you come. Aww. And like, I don't know if you're going to like not want to stay here. And I was like, why would I not stay here? I could sleep in one of my brother's room or on the couch. Right. Or whatever. Like, do what you want to do. I'm going to stay with my mama this weekend. This been Show your house. Show like, Show finna. So. Yeah. She has this box full of like old stuff, like mostly like mix CDs and stuff like that. And she was like, we were going through it to see what I wanted. And I found my Diamond Princess CD in there. And she picked that up and whatever and was like, okay, Trina, I don't know who that is. And I was like, she's my other mom. How could you not? (laughs) But I wouldn't expect, first of all, my mom is super Christian. You know what I'm saying? And like outside of religious music and like classic reggae music Mm -hmm. and like, Maybe past the Cavassier by Busta Rhymes. Like, that's it. What a random fave. She loved past the Cavassier. It is a good song. I like the remix, really great. too. I really did. And I enjoyed the video. It was a Harlem Nights theme video, and I really loved it. Every other rap song would come on, and she would be like, oh, this isn't past Turn the Cavassier. Turn it off. I don't like it. No, <laughs> I don't like it. Um, My mama hated Gangsta's Paradise. So, hello? She hated it. And it yes. was all over the radio. It was a fantastic song. She was like, who is this singing? Who is that ugly little boy with the braids? Get him off the TV. She did not rock with none of it. So I feel like if my mom, having lived in Miami for my entire life, does not know who Trina is. You're right. It fully makes sense for this man who is probably from some island in the Caribbean, seeing T.I. at 4 a.m. and being like, nigga, I don't know or okay. care who the fuck you are. Where is your card at? Now like, I get it. You yeah. know what I mean? If you're not American, right. Right. Then it makes a lot more sense. Um... So he called the cops and I guess he felt like he was unsafe because black. Um, But you hear T.I. in the background essentially saying, I'm asked. I asked you who you are. Like, I asked you who you are. I asked you for your name because I live here. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I said, I want to speak to your superior. You would not give me your name. You don't want to tell me who you are. And now you're calling the police and like all of this. So it didn't really sound like T.I. was outside bugging. It sounded like he was agitated and maybe had a little bit to drink or whatever. But. 
It just didn't need, to me, it didn't need to be an arrest. Well, I just don't, I don't know. Right. So, an, an arrest, no. I feel like police probably should have been able to come out and handle that without somebody getting, what was he charged? Was he charged with something? or was Misdemeanor like, charges of simple assault, which I don't know what that is because I don't think he put his hand on anybody. Disorderly conduct and public drunkenness. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> the last so, two, okay. Well, right, okay. Got you, got you, got you. Um, so this is the type of situation where when you know you dead ass wrong, you kind of just have to take that L. Like, Ti, I get you're drunk and high and want to go fuck a bad bitch or pass out or whatever. <laughs> like, I really do understand that to my heart, especially at four a.m. But like, nigga, you the one who don't have your pass key or whatever. You the one who don't have the ID you need to get in. If this man don't know who you who you are. It really is like a liability for him to let you through these gates. Like yeah. it's, it's not right. He, he would be dead ass wrong for doing that. Yeah. What if, what if you weren't you? What if it was just some stalker of yours and yeah. he threw a fit and let him in, and then somebody broke into your house? You would be suing the the community that you live in. You would be suing the people who run the security thing. Especially so, if he's never seen you before, which sounds like what is going on because you don't know his name. You're, you know what I'm saying? Like right. They probably have several right. security guards security that come guards, in and out. Right. He could be new. Like So if that man does not recognize you and has never seen you in the property before, which is highly likely, right. like it doesn't make... like He would be risking his job. Right. Like You rich. You know what I'm saying? Right. It, that nigga was probably like, like if you do live here, you good. You'll be at just, some point. So you'll then at get six right a.m., you'll be just fine when you finally make it home. I don't understand why you taking it out on this man who really has something to lose by letting in somebody yeah. who is unauthorized. Like that's my whole thing. Don't, I hate that he had to go to jail, but like I just don't. Well, I don't see. think he needed to go. Uh, that now, see, that was probably just the police being like, "Okay, look, we're not Negro again, again, Cliff. <laughs> we're not." Come on, get in the car. You know what this is. I read that he called one of his friends or whatever. Like, I don't know why his friend had to come join him, but his friend was with him. <laughs> okay. And the friend ended up getting arrested too when yeah. the cops came there for having an outstanding warrant. Nice. <laughs> so, so if I was a friend, I'd have been like, so I'm finna call an Uber real quick. <laughs> because, because what you not finna, nigga, you know I got warrants. Wow. So your friend, oh, damn, that's rough. But yeah, you can't be mad at people for doing their jobs. You can't be mad at people for that. And if you were like fucked up or drunk or whatever and hollering at this man, like I just can't think of what else. It honestly he, sounds it sounds like T.I.'s ego was a little bruised that this man didn't know who he was. Yes, because he was hollering like, you work for me or like, no, he didn't say you. I don't know if he said you work for me. I know he said like you report to me or something like that. And that or man whatever, is like, do I? Because like, I don't even know who I'm you are. I'm not even <laughs> certain who you are. Like, like that's the point. Of right. this whole situation. Your homeowner association fees might pay my salary, but I do not know who you are as an individual person. And this is what I'm paid to do. And the woman who was uh, the dispatcher was like, she could clearly hear him. And so she kept saying to him, every time he would holler something at him, she would she would be like, ignore him. Don't say anything back to him. I hear him or whatever. <laughs> like, can he see ass. you? Like, he had to have been drunk or whatever, which is your full right. You know, yeah. it's you're a grown ass man. Hope you whatever, weren't driving. That would be bad. You, it seems like he scared the shit out of this man or whatever or whatever. But it's just like, girl, if you really lived there or whatever, I just don't understand how it ended. And then he, there was video of him at the precinct or whatever. Okay. Then fussing with one of the officers or whatever there because he's like. You know, I'm trying to figure out why I've been arrested, why I'm here, and the cop is 
giving him like ridiculous answers that don't really make any sense and he's just like it was a whole thing with I don't understand why he didn't just call somebody else who had a key card or whatever to come right like nobody else had one right like he can't just have one and where is it it doesn't make sense and they don't have a see probably the the community should have a backup for this like a face ID or a fingerprint scan or something like that to where if people do lose their ID they can still get in but like you were wrong for while not on that man for just doing his job. You would have been mad if he let a crazy stalker or an arsonist or something like that. T.I. impersonator. Okay, sure. If there's anybody <laughs> short and ridiculous enough to do that, then the T.I. impersonator. Like, you would have been mad if they let any one of them people through the gates. So, you kind of just got to be drunk and mad and irritated and wait 45 minutes for your baby mama to come <laughs> drop off a key card so that you can go home. Like, you don't get to react in this way and verbally harass and abuse people because you're not getting your way. Sorry, he was bro. released from Henry County Jail at 8 a.m. It does sound like arrest was a little too much. But I just, I don't feel you know, like they, he needs to be arrested. But, they, you know. but, you know, they forever gonna arrest a rich black man. They forever gonna do that because you know he gonna post bail or bond or whatever and get right the fuck out. That's money for the county. So, of course, they gonna arrest him. $2,250. Two, see, okay. First, I thought you said $200. <laughs> I was about to say, holy 2250. God. See, and that's nothing to T.I. $2,250 is a drop in the bucket. He probably had that in his pocket. Meanwhile, that's probably that security guard's monthly salary. Hello. So, yeah, I'm not <laughs> letting your ass through these gates, bitch. I'm not doing it. <laughs> it was, provide me with the documentation. Right. I bet it's more of an ego thing than anything else. Yeah, it had to be. I'm sure. It was very, how dare you, right. God, let me. Do you not know who I am? The king of Atlanta. The king. <laughs> oh, you know he said king. Of course. Can well, I'm sure he's in bed now. So uh, there's that. You know, is it is it over? Like that's it, they do not. There's nobody's pursuing any. I mean, I haven't heard anything yet, but I cannot <laughs> imagine that anybody's. He didn't appear in front of a judge. They let his ass go. Okay, so I he's can't not on parole. Then that's good. That anything is going to happen from this. Then you need to just find wherever your card or whatever it is. Keep your is card at. in your glove box or something. Come on, Clifford. Like there's ways of of being responsible and preventing this from happening. It doesn't have to be that way. You know too many big words for this type of behavior. No, he doesn't know too many big words. He knows how to go on thesaurus.com, type in small words, and then copy and paste big Make words. Larger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he does not actually know those big words. I feel confident that T.I. looks them words up before he uses them. What if T.I. is time. the new host of Reading Rainbow? <sighs> then nobody's going to watch Reading Rainbow. <laughs> how about that? The, the Kendrick Lamar thing, I don't even... I'm just so over the idea of white people feeling like they are entitled to say nigga. Because it's in a rap song. Right. And shut I, up. I, right. Just shut up, girl. And the fact that you really thought you could get your white ass on stage and say nigga, it's like, I will not entertain that. I just won't. White people, you can pause during songs that say nigga. You can replace it with bitch or hoe or something like that. Like You can say cracker. There's so you have so many options. Why you would say nigga on stage at this big ass rap concert and feel like no at Kendrick Lamar's concert, unreal. Not Little Pump, not <laughs> Young, you know, uh, Claritin or none of these other children at Kendrick V. Lamar's concert. Doesn't make sense. And white people don't even be representing other white people to them either. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't even like the community was like, oh damn, Kendrick <laughs> Lamar let your white in. This is how you holding it down. He ain't never gonna let another yeah, white no. person. Up on no, stage. it's not like that. Why people are like, well, why couldn't he say nigger? It's They really feel that way. Like, yes. it's not fair. Well, girl, let's let's sit down and write a list of all the things that aren't fair. 
yeah. for white people versus black people in this country. Let's just go ahead and do that. And let's and then we'll talk about how much I give a fuck about whether you feel like you should be able to say nigga. I don't. They don't want to hear that. You're gonna be just fine, girl. Like just don't say it. Just don't say it's it. It's not that hard. But see, honestly, that's why I hate going to rap anything, because white people do say nigga freely and I can't beat up everybody in the audience it's that listen it pisses me off so bad facts it makes me so mad and I don't, I don't want rappers to like feel like so here's the thing rappers are using the language from their own communities from their own lived experiences exactly. this is their lives that exactly. they and their art reflects that you are a visitor to what we are doing these are all true you are not the originator of it hello you are here merely to observe have a good time and go home so all we're asking is that you don't disrespect us in that process and y'all are like but that's not fair <laughs> what shut the f- god damn my white people are just so extra it's just what there's so much they are just so fucking extra I don't get it and you hear the niggas coming from them way more like if you go to rap concerts like you said like you're gonna hear somebody say it in an audience mm-hmm. or like if they're not up on the fucking stage and they honestly feel like they can just because it's in the song and like you just said I can't fight everybody right I cannot know? do that I cannot fight it. I just stay at Beyonce concerts where it's safe because those white girls do not I've never heard a white girl say I never hear never it. I have not heard, and, and please please do not turn around and do it in Houston or Paris, when I go and and piss me off, please don't do that. But I, white people have not yet pissed me off at a Beyonce concert, and I needed to stay that exact same damn way. So. I feel like in Solange when herself come and cuss out the person who said Ooh, like we. Solange and Blue Ivy would together stop the mm. show. <laughs> bitch, what did you just say? Bitch? That's another good one because when Solange was at Radio City, you know she performed Fubu, and white people were just standing there like, well, this is a lovely. Looks like the colored people are having a I lovely just time. Really enjoy the tempo <laughs> and just. Meanwhile, scale. me and Asante are like, oh, my niggas in the whole world. Right, <laughs> and the white people are just like. Glad you guys And that's like the song. direction of that song too. We turn around pointing their faces. This shit is for us. Like you, And they point right back. It's like, for you. It's for like, you. Like, right. It's like it's like these are your fans. I feel like Solange's fans know better. I don't know why rap fans, white rap fans feel like they feel it's so a free for all, but it. no, ma'am, fuck that little girl. So her whole lineage. Yeah. That's it. For hot bottoms and uh the hunger games. <laughs> so we'll take a break and come back. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business. You want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? We've told you. It's your girl, ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast, honey. And right now you can try it for free, girl, at ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I've actually used ZipRecruiter for my for like my <laughs> own personal things on the back end. And it really does work pretty quickly. And I also appreciate that it's easy to use because, uh, you know, this aging brain of mine in technology, we're parting ways, which makes me sad, but that's a different conversation. Amp up your hiring performance with Zip Recruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on Zip Recruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try Zip Recruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Now let's get back to show. 
for 25 years. Nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all handpicked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Okay, we're back. It is time for our listener letters. Send your questions to gmail.com. We may just read them aloud on the show. Um, we got a lot of feedback from people who said that, you know, remember we had that question about the guy who was into polyamory and we were like, we don't yes. really know anything about that. Mm-hmm. So shout out to everybody who was like, your advice was actually not the worst. <laughs> I did see some people saying, hey, that wasn't awful. Yeah. So shout out to us for not being like totally awful. We, Ruining you know, lives. Right. We, yeah. We try our best. So let's see. Our first question this week comes from Lena. She says, I'm a biracial queer woman living in South Carolina. My entire family is white. I was adopted as a baby. My biological mom was also white and she had no idea who my father was and her whole family was racist. So no one wanted me. Nice. Right. My adoptive family has always loved me and treated me great. The problem is that now that I'm older, I realize that even though I love my family and I know they love me, they are willfully ignorant. They ignore the very real struggles black people face in this country and the fact that racism is alive and well. They are those white people that think they aren't racist, even though they kind of are at times. And they definitely voted for Trump. Well, that's okay, just, well, that solidifies it. Yeah, that's shit. enough. <laughs> Fuck that. This ignorance never used to bother me because I was young and naive. And I used to think being told I acted white and sounded white was a compliment. Now I'm a woke 26, about to be 27-year-old, and I have a beautiful two-year-old daughter. I'm a single mom, and I live with my parents at the moment, but I hope to be on my own in the next year. My baby's father is not in the picture. My baby is dark-skinned and has 4C hair, and she is the most gorgeous child ever. But now that I'm a mom, I'm noticing my family's microaggressions more and more. They comment on how she has that pretty dark skin or talking about how nappy her hair is and ignoring my fears of how difficult my child's life could be just because she's a dark-skinned black girl in Trump's America. I know my family loves my child, but I never want her to feel conflicted about them or feel like that she doesn't belong the way I have sometimes in my life. How can I deal with my family's bullshit before my daughter is old enough to understand it? Love you guys. You help keep me sane. Lena. Lena, I say confront them with love. Mm. Sit down and speak to them and say that very same thing to me. I think that, um, my God. I mean, I don't even really know what their response could be as Trump voters. Yeah, I don't know that I can come to Trump voters with love. <laughs> I mean, but they're her family. Right. And, know, and so. they probably feel like, well, we like these one and a half blacks. So, right. right, like these are the blacks that are okay with us. I feel like the reason I say that is because I would really want clarity from them on where they stand on that type of thing. You know what I'm saying? It's one thing when it's when it's you, you know what I mean? Because I feel like in a way it's easy for us to be like, uh, you know, my parents or whatever and they may feel like this way about me. Like, you know, we all have have things or ways about us that are probably don't make our parents all the way happy. Our parents don't know how to do it. <laughs> how with. much time you have. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. And once you get older, you're just kind of like, oh, well, girl, me is me. You're and I'm going to let my parents right. be, right. you know, as long as they mind their business. When you're talking about uh, your child, mm. who is on top of being dark-skinned, their grandbaby. Right. You know? And 
I would assume that they're going to want to have some form of a relationship with this child. I would want clarity on the level of their ignorance mm-hmm. before I'm just letting my baby grow up around, you know, bigots. Right. I don't care. It's, it's not even just them saying terrible things to her. Like, pretty dark skin, I don't think is necessarily bad, but commenting on the texture of her hair right. is feels very inappropriate for white Especially people. Especially if you're saying nappy. Right. And who taught them nappy? What the fuck? Right. <laughs> that, I mean, and even pretty dark skin, I feel like they could just say, you have such pretty skin right. or you're such a pretty girl or mm. you're such a smart, even better, like don't make it about her looks. But yeah. it, I feel like it's not even going to be about the things they say directly to your daughter. It's going to be about the sentiments they express about other black people yes. in her presence. Yep. And that is going to be the bigger issue because like yep. you said, you were complimented on sounding white and talking white, you know, what those things mean mm-hmm. while you were growing up. And certainly she will be encouraged when she is around them to do the same, to to kind of perform blackness in a way that is acceptable to them. And that's yeah. trash. That is garbage. The I mean, baby should not have least, to grow up with that. At the very least, she would be able to have you to give her, you know, some mm-hmm. sense, hopefully, and stuff like that. But I would just really want to have that. If... <laughs> I can't see you voting for Trump and not being super fucking ignorant. You gotta be. Not, you gotta be at least partly ignorant if you voted for Trump. Because There's you're talking no about way. someone who has come forward and just like when, just name something racist and there he is, you know, yeah. and and willfully and openly and kind of like gleefully, fuck you. yeah. You know what I'm saying? So to vote for it before, right? You know, he won before the election. So to vote for him anyway is kind of like. I just cannot see how that's not anything but, oh, well, like, I don't give a fuck. That ain't got nothing to do with me. Right. You know, and that's bad in itself. Um, I would just want to know. I would want clarity not only for myself, but also for my child and for an understanding of how I'm going to, Mm -hmm. not how I'm going to raise her, but what I'm going to tolerate, where I'm going to allow her to be and the type of relationship that I'm going to, because I would just legit not bring my baby around at all. Right. I understand you live with your parents, so it's like not that easy, but she's also, she's only two. So hopefully she's not picking up on too much of that stuff. But kids are also very smart. And yeah, they're so, not dumb. Especially if she's got little white cousins or something running around. If she's being treated differently, she will pick up on that. So you definitely don't want her to grow up feeling like she's inferior in any way to her white-ass relatives. So, yeah, I, I second Kid Fury on this. Like, talk to your people about it and see. <sighs> I don't know. Can you make them unracist? Probably mm, not. No. I mean, compared to everybody else in South Carolina, they're probably not the most racist. Probably not. You know what? But true. White people who have an exception for the black people they know and that's it aren't worthy of being celebrated. It doesn't make you not racist. It's not a good thing. It's you know not like, saying? oh, okay, well that's all right. Since These I'm your daughter, it's blacks all right. are acceptable because I know them. Like that does no, no shut up. No, 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 no. Garbage and trash. I, I say would, talk to them. Yeah, and, and move out as soon as you can. <laughs> and I wouldn't even I wouldn't even say I would prepare myself for a response I'm not going to like. Yeah. Prepare yourself for them to be disrespectful to you and or your baby. Like, I don't even know if they're... I wouldn't... 
I would hope that they're not going to just be nasty and full of rage and and whatever. But I would not be shocked if you don't get a response that you want. And maybe they come to you with all kinds of confusion. I don't even know what you are talking about. Of course you do. Yeah, I don't even think it'll be like nasty. I think it'll be dismissive. Yeah. Either I don't know what you're talking about or this is not that big of a deal. Right. Or whatever. Like, And then the first time you catch them saying something to her or around her that's fucked up, you're going to be like, oh, no. See, hell no. You're going to get mad all over again. And it's just not good for you or that child. So set the boundaries and everything. Let them know what is and is not tolerable, what they can and cannot say to your child, the way that your child, you know, is to be treated. And if they can't rock with that, then you do everything you can to just not have her in that environment because she don't deserve you need to be working on getting out of there regardless. And I'm sure you are. I'm sure you yeah. are, but yeah. So ASAP, whenever you can and everything is good and situated, yeah, make yeah. That, that exit. Mm-hmm. But just let them know now so they can't act like they didn't because white people love to do that. They do. And I'm sure you know that. Good luck to you, Lena. Our next question comes from Juice. He says, now that you're both into Game of Thrones, who do you think is going to kill Cersei? I don't know how much you guys know about the books, but it is prophecy that she will be killed by her little brother. But prophecies and books have been wrong before. And also, isn't this is my own side note. Isn't the series not even done yet? No, it's almost done. Right. Like the man is not even done writing it. I, I mean, oh, yeah, the no. books. No, right. no, 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 no. So who knows? Like, yeah, I really can't. The TV that. show passed the books a long time ago, yeah, right? I'm not. Re- I tried to read the book. It was so fucking boring. They were so. I'm sorry. I was y'all. like, y'all love this show. I was like, OK, I'm not watching the show if I can't read the books and the books were I could not oh, get through I the first one definitely started the show before I tried to read the mm. book thank god because I probably would have never watched it either those books are so boring yeah they were really boring or the first one I don't even know anything past that first like the like Lord of the chapters. Rings books are boring too but the boot movies are also boring well I fell asleep watching Lord of the Rings same I, I watched the Lord of the not. Rings all the way through like when it first came out and god I don't know how but I never could make it through the second one without going to sleep. And the other day I was like, all right, let me try this again. Because I always hear about the Lord of the Rings, et cetera, et cetera. And I went to go and watch the first movie again and fell the fuck asleep. I was like, you know what? Yeah. The the Lord of the Rings is like Zequil for me. I couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. Let's my friends trying. gave up on me. They're like, you're never, ever going to make it through this movie. I'm like, I'm glad we all know that now. Yeah. Like, I'm just not ever going to. And I'm done trying. So uh, she says, personally, I'm hoping Jamie will be the one to kill her. Fuck that bitch. I would love to hear your opinions. I'll take whoever's going to do it. Um, I believe it will be Arya. I kind of feel... You know what? Like, I want in my my spirit for it to be Arya as well. Like, I really, really want it to be one of the kids, the star kids. Yes. And I just can't think of anybody more satisfying than Arya. Arya has been chanting that bitch's name over and over and over for like six seasons. Like, it has to happen. I really... But honestly, what they probably gonna do is have Cersei kill Arya. Cersei will probably be the last, last bitch standing like roaches. She no probably way. won't die. She probably won't. I refuse to accept that, but you're probably, like, I wouldn't even be shocked if you're right. After they gutted that they pregnant woman, care. the red wedding, after they did that, I said, all oh, these people don't give a fuck about Nobody us. Nobody cares about anything. Right, so. They don't care. They're probably going to have Cersei, like, I don't know, shoot an arrow right in the middle of Arya's forehead or something. I have heard a lot of people say that Jamie is going to, because I would always, throughout the whole series, I would be like, no, now's your chance, kill the bitch, to some other character. And people who have read the books or heard that prophecy or whatever, however, right. would be 
in my mentions like, no, sis, <laughs> Jamie's going to kill her. The prophecy says. And I honestly feel like HBO was like, that's what the fuck y'all think. I couldn't guess, to be honest with you. I hope it's Arya or maybe a dragon or a White Walker or just something. But maybe I, Tyrion. Tyrion killed their daddy. I don't even feel like it's going to get better than that for Tyrion, to be honest with you. But I would love Probably it. Not. Honestly, and the, the, the flu could kill the bitch. Like, I'll take it. You know what I'm saying? Like Anybody. But I just don't. I feel like she's going out in a blaze of glory, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be... The only reason I could see Jamie killing her is because I feel like that would be the last person she would expect to kill her. Mm-hmm. And there were like... I don't think Jamie can work up the nerve. He's in love with her also. He but keeps he's, fucking in she's also been like actively annoying the fuck out of him lately. It's true. And I think that it it makes sense for him to push, for her to push him over the edge and be like, nah, for the greater good, I got to take this bitch out. And mm-hmm. like, my whole family's fucked anyway. Right. <laughs> All my kids dead. Right. So. Damn, it's like, true. It kind of just makes sense um, for that to happen. But I like low-key feel like HBO is going to go in a different direction just because y'all expect that. So I don't know. Or... I would also accept Arya and Sansa killing, uh, teaming up again like they did with Littlefinger. Killing the bitch together. Yes, and killing the bitch together. That would be Because that Littlefinger scene was a ama- Bitch, I might go home and watch that. You know what? Because <laughs> goddamn, that was everything. How do you answer for your crimes? And Lord, whatever the fuck his name. So on time. Like, not even on time. It was su- supremely late. It like, was right. It, it was, was so past overdue. Way overdue. But God, it like, was so good. It was so, so satisfying. There is nothing like, especially in shows like that, when a character that should have been died mm-hmm. gets their uppins. Oh, it was so good. Especially because he really thought he had played them. He really thought. He did. Mm. And because that's like kind of been Littlefinger's whole existence on that show is like playing everybody, playing yeah. everybody and being three steps ahead of the girls and tricking and using his little sneaky Ooh, it was ways. So good. And he really always he thought that he had it together and they were like oh, but actually Oh, you girl, actually don't. No. So and you're you, actually, where's my mama's knife at? Just gonna go ahead and slit your so throat real quick. <laughs> What a great show. Yeah. I need that, that shit to hurry up and come back. I hope these this last season, it's only six episodes, right? I hope they're at least two hours long, each one, because I don't know how else they're going to wrap this up. I don't know. But the Game of Thrones also gives me, like, we're going to do spinoffs in a few years and all kinds of stuff. And one can only hope that it'll be as good um, as Game of Thrones has been or whatever but mm-hmm. it's been a long time coming for this show I can't wait to see how it's all going to end and stuff right. like that and I hope that they don't just fuck with us I know <laughs> Daenerys is gonna die I know she is like I know she is yeah I feel that way also I mean I feel like the Night King now that that nigga has a dragon it's gonna be curtains for a lot of y'all hoes. I can't wait. Like it's just oh, it's gonna be bad. They're right there, yeah, essentially now. Right, you know what I'm saying? And they have a dragon. Winterfell is and Winterfell is like right on the other side. Like it's not far. Yeah. From, so they're fucked. Mm, and you can't just kill these. Niggas. They might make Jon Snow the hero. Again. I feel to me in the end, I see either Jon. Like I feel like Jon is gonna be the one to be sitting in the Iron Throne or whatever in the end, if someone even does, you know, maybe everybody will die. But yeah, John just essentially being like the outcast of his own family and the bastard who has to act like he ain't related Fucking to these niggas. And then like, 
It's a lot of incest gross. on this show. It's so nasty. Yuck. It's gross. Ugh. I know they don't know they can, not yet, but still, yes. it's so gross. Ugh. Maybe that's how Daenerys will die. Maybe she'll find out and she'll just kill herself. She'll be like, oh my God. <laughs> let me just toss like, myself off this turret. Let me just turret. cut out my own uterus. <laughs> I can't. All right. Next question comes from Daniel, who says, I recently started a new podcast with a good friend. The reason we started it is because we think our conversations are funny. And honestly, it seemed like a nice project to have outside workers school. Oh, sounds relatable. Right. Throwback. We've made it through the first month and the haters have already begun their bullshit. <laughs> also relatable. Same. And even though I know enough to not go to the comment section because we don't get any. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> Girl. I'm sorry. Maybe your podcast is funny. Oh, God, that was funny. Okay. The hate has been coming directly to me from friends on a group chat. Now, Girl, what? Yeah. He says, I can handle criticism. I'm a 28-year-old gay Latino living in Germany and dealing with Europeans' perceptions of foreigners has made oh, me bulletproof God. to negativity. So these friends on the group chat have been calling my co-host all sorts of names, and I honestly feel like I'm betraying my friend by telling him about it. But then again, he can't take any type of critique or negativity. On top of that, they have started sending emails to our podcast email address and leaving comments on the SoundCloud, but my friend hasn't seen them yet. Have you guys had similar experiences? How have you dealt with them? P.S. Please excuse any grammar mistakes. Uh, this was well written, like so much better than most of the people who have English as a first language. <laughs> yeah. So don't feel bad, Daniel. Hey, true. Um, so I actually love this email because he was like, "This is not a shameless plug," and I won't even say the name of the podcast because it's irrelevant to my question. <laughs> Aww. I feel you, Daniel. Um, so at this point, the read is. <sighs> I. I honestly think the read is outside of my understanding. Like, as yeah. far as I'm concerned, it's still just me and you in here. Yeah. And we just be talking. And yeah. the impact it has on other people, I'm I'm always like, what? Really? Y'all? Right. And I don't want to be like, oh, my God. Like, Taylor Swift, like, I can't believe we won. <gasps> right. right. I don't want to be like that either. But I'm just like, wow, y'all really fuck with this show. Because I say all of the time, we never started this with, like, the intention of being that girl. You know what I mean? It was something for us to do, being people who are new in the city and just, like, exploring ourselves mm -hmm. and things that we wanted to do. Right. And, and I told you, like, from Getty Up, it was like, Getty Up. I remember I this, that? though. I told you, like, girl, we just going to go in there and sit, and we're going to talk like we always talk. It's just going to be about celebrities and shit or whatever for a little while. And there, you know, luckily we were never really, like, nobody really pay, placed pressure on us or whatever. I feel like a lot of people <laughs> now, that podcasts are so much more... Uh, common mm -hmm. um a lot of people are like going into it with like okay we gotta do this we gotta do that and i need to do like like tons of research and like we need to do like outlines of the first episode and all of that yeah. which if that works for you don't get me wrong go for it but there's i feel like a lot of people have this pressure to live up to their idea of whatever like a super sickening podcast is um, rather than just like kicking back and having fun and you know emphasizing the stuff that you're good at on the show mm -hmm. right so yeah I really hardly pay attention to a lot of the stuff that is said in a negative light because I don't care 
I mean, because most of it is not constructive. It's just, oh, I hate your laugh. Oh, I hate yeah. that you do this or that. And I'm like, okay, well, that's you just... hate Taylor Swift so much. Why do you always talk about her? who I like, am. Like, I don't... I can't argue with you on that. You just don't like those things about me. That's... I couldn't you, give right? you a response to that that isn't childish. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just... <laughs> right. Like, I don't even care. You know? Okay, fine. Um, as far as, like, people in my personal life... I can't think of anybody saying anything like negative. Yeah, no, that that would have been it. so wild if if somebody was like shit talking you to me. I would have been right. like, "Wait, are you? What is going on here? Like, are y'all crazy? When did you get stupid? Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right? Randoms on the internet is one thing, but like people in real life is something else. So I would definitely check your these friends in the group chat, like. Okay, y'all can feel how y'all feel about him on the podcast. That's your own personal opinion. But, like, don't be shitty to my friend, like, to me. Like, don't do that. That is not necessary. As far as your friend or the co-host not being able to accept criticism or any critiques or negativity, he's going to... Adjust or stop. Right. He he is going to have to keep himself from reading the comments then. And Mm -hmm. maybe you should be the one to check the email address and not him until he has built up a thick enough skin to where that doesn't affect him in such a huge way. Because... You know, feedback, criticism, negativity, people are going to have things to say about your product when you put it out into the universe, good or bad or in between. It could literally cure illnesses across the globe. Mm -hmm. And somebody's going to be like, why doesn't it, like, remind me to take my contacts out before mid or something dumb? You could be Beyonce and somebody's just not going to like Beyonce. So, right. So you might as well. He's got to he's got to grow that thicker skin himself and and maybe try to take a look at the comments, not not you know attacking him as a person but that's not be impossible right. it just takes a while for some people exactly it just takes a while and then once you get to that point you're like oh i don't care you're still listening girl so because i had an experience with like comments and stuff through blogging and and youtube and all that stuff way before i started a podcast so by the time i was podcasting if i saw something i didn't like or saw something that somebody else didn't like a comment or whatever i was just kind of like i was already like used to being like okay girl Right. Have a great evening and moving mm-hmm. on with my life. Like, I'm not going to argue with you about right. something. I can't change your opinion. I'm not interested in changing your opinion. And I don't expect for everybody to like uh, the the stuff that we put out. You know? Yeah. That's just the uh, way of the world. Right. The, the read is not going to be for everybody. It just simply isn't because no one thing can be everything to every person. It just doesn't happen. So I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about being true to myself and having a good ass time with my friend. And if y'all fuck with it, then that's amazing. And, and if, if you, you don't, don't, you don't, then there's about one. One billion other podcasts out there for you to listen to. Facts. So, so that you, you just can't let that sort of shit stress you out. It it shouldn't stop you from doing what you do. He just has to take the time and the space to get used to negative feedback before I think he can just dive right into it. But stay away from the fucking comments, man. If you know it's gonna stress you out, stay away from the comments. Stay away from the social media. Stay away from the inbox if you can't handle it. Like. Just let him have that space. But there's also like constructive criticism. There are sometimes people who are like, I really love this. It would help if y'all didn't, you know, mm-hmm. talk over each other or interrupt mm-hmm. each other or, or, you know, this thing that you say could be perceived as homophobic or racist or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, you also have to learn how to separate the people who are having valid critiques from people who are just like, bitch, I don't like you. Right. <laughs> because there's heavy. nothing you can do about that. Right. right. Exactly. And I also want to say that I feel like when you're pursuing something that you really have like true passion for, especially if it's like your own thing, I feel like the universe just has a way of sending you like 
counterproductive energy as a way to like test your resilience or determination or whatever. Like it just happens. I think that people are going to, people have like a way of seeing you try something and when they don't have like the courage to try their own things that way then they will like put like nasty bugs of doubt in your ear and try to make you feel as like afraid as they are to go out and make their own shit happen so that also I feel like comes with you know starting your own business or if you want to say brand I know a lot of y'all do whatever (laughs) you want to call it it comes that I feel like it it comes along with it so it's also something you have to kind of acknowledge and adjust to and after a while it becomes really easy for me anyway some of y'all love being mad and arguing with bitches I don't know I don't get it (laughs) yeah and I'm just not going to I'm not going to expend that kind of energy especially if it's something that like I don't feel the need to debate with you about like if you just don't like me as a person or the sound of my voice or something do you really want me to like try out different Right. Ways of speaking till you're happy. Like, girl, what? I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to like it. Like, what am I going to Why would I stress myself out about trying to change your mind? Yes, don't. I think that's the that's the takeaway here. Don't stress yourself out about the people who are being shitty for no good reason. Like it sounds like your quote unquote friends are versus the people who really have something to say and just want to see your podcast get better and better. So especially (sighs) in this day and age where people try to think of something negative to say before they say something positive. Well, that's true. And as somebody who used to be miserable, I can say a lot of people are just projecting their own misery onto your Same. life. So, yeah, people who are, like, generally dissatisfied with life, even if they don't realize it, will project that dissatisfaction onto everything else. Same. So you just can't let that. You can't let other people's insecurities get to you or get to, get you down. Good luck to your friend. I hope he's able to uh, develop that thicker skin because he's definitely going to need it if he wants to put his art out in a public space. You have to be able to to handle the positive and the negatives of these things. So, yeah, just don't let it get you down. Do whatever it is you're going to do. Take the good advice to heart and let the rest of it go because niggas is always going to have something to say. Exactly. And that is never, ever going to change. So let's end um, this week with a letter from Resiliency. Um, she says, first off, you guys are amazing. Thank you for the self-care and laughter you bring to my headphones each week. Oh, thanks, boo. Hey, As a black trans woman, I am disadvantaged in many facets of my life. I spend a lot of time figuring out where in my life I have power and control. I currently live in a small town where there's little to no trans community, and I am in dire need of being around other sisters like myself who understand our lived experiences. I have survived so much Poverty, homelessness, abuse, and abandonment, yet I have made it to the point where I'm only a few classes away from graduating. But financial aid is limited, and finding employment is a joke. True. Unfortunately, due to North Carolina's fuck-ass laws and transphobic climate— Oh, oh, of all the states. Of all the—right. That's got to be one of the worst ones. Girl. I am having a difficult time finding a job. I know this is a different type of letter and is rather addressing adversity, but I sometimes need to hear other stories of survival and how to build resistance in Trump's America that consistently holds its hands to our necks every day. I want better. I want to move to a larger city and build a life for myself. I'm getting my degree in communication studies, and I'm not really sure what I want to do with it, considering my main focus has been survival and transitioning. I'm 26 and happily single, avoiding all the fuck niggas I possibly can and trying to build, but something just doesn't feel right. Hoping to hear from you two, sending love with grace, resiliency. So I I chose this last letter because I just really get it. I get feeling like everything is such shit with this asshole in office 
And it feels, to pay attention to the news feels so fucking helpless. It does. It feels like, goddamn bitch, could it get any worse? And then the next day you're like, oh, it actually, yeah, he's calling, he's calling people animals now. So like, yes, it actually could get so much worse. It yeah. just continues to crash and burn. And then, of course, I don't understand what it's like to live as a trans woman, but being a black trans woman in North Carolina sounds like a whole nother circle of hell. A living nightmare. Shout out to you for being so close to graduation because I don't, I can't fathom. Another thing I can't tell you. Right, I can't fathom getting through all that. All I can say to you is that like, this, these are the type of people who listen to the show, people who like understand us and rock with us. Like this goes to the last letter. Like you have to be true to yourself and put out what is real and authentic to your life and let the people who rock with that find you. Like this is somebody who sees community in us and feels, you know, a connection with us and wants to, to share that with us, like because of what we say on this show. Mm -hmm. So I just want you to know that hell yeah, shit is hard out here, girl. And, and there's no, there's no like magic wand. I can't just pull something out and be like, well, you just do this and this and then you'll get a job. Right. Do this and this and financial aid will be fine. Like, hell no, it's a struggle out here. And the more oppressed you are in the society, the harder the struggle is going to be. So I just want you to know we see you and we hear you. We love you. And I hope you're able to keep your head up and keep pushing because they, they don't deserve to take your joy. Yeah. You deserve to be happy and and to pursue your dreams and and feel like you are safe and loved and cared for. I mean, I can't even begin to try to explain or give advice on what to do because I also have no idea what it feels like to live as a um, trans woman, much less a black trans woman. Um, I know that there is a lot of love online in communities and things like that where... You know, you can at least build maybe if there aren't um, women like yourself in your direct blind eyesight mm -hmm. or whatever in North Carolina, which, again, because it's being, a small town in North Carolina. It's not even like Charlotte. Right. So. So just woo. I can imagine, right. you know, what it is is like to just be like, girl, here I am out here feeling like I'm the only one out here. Literally just trying to survive. And everybody around me is trying to be like, no, how about you don't? So, I mean, I would say that, like, my only thing that I could think of is to maybe there are, I don't know what other podcasts you listen to, but maybe there are other podcasts that are dedicated, hopefully. Hope somebody has to have, like, There a has to be a black trans woman hosting a podcast. Has Janet to be. Muck has one. Oh, duh, of course. But Janet's is more like of an interview type yeah. podcast. I'm talking about like one that is about being transgender and that experience. Mm, like, yeah. Because I just, like, honestly, the reason I have like the amount of compassion that I do for for trans men and women is because I like understand what it is like to struggle and face adversity as a gay man and i feel like although we still like lack a lot of respect and compassion from people it's like a whole other level yeah when it comes to to especially trans women you know like i just it's so bad it's like i feel like people are like kind of like tap dancing around the pc avenues when it comes to talking <laughs> about gay people and stuff now mm -hmm. but there's like no filter or or any form of respect when right. it comes. you know what I'm saying I just cannot 
it's a lot slower. The acceptance movement is coming a lot slower for the trans Because nobody community. is even trying to, like, understand to me. I'm still learning a lot, and I'm making the decision to, like, try to listen and hear and learn things so that I can, you know, empathize and I can use whatever tools I possibly have to, like, make a difference. But mm-hmm. I hate that there's just all of these middle fingers up to all kinds of different people. And then on top of that, like she is saying, we live in Trump's America where bigots feel empowered Mm -hmm. by the fact that there's a person running this country that says horrible things about anybody that is not straight and male and white, you know? So... And being a black trans woman would have been hard in North Carolina when Obama was president. Exactly. So it's just so much worse now that the president and the whole administration is like, oh, yeah, fuck them people. And and people who are bigots feel like they can be even more open and bold and act on that bigotry. So what I can say is keep up the good work with avoiding these niggas. Um, that's a great job. That's always good. Graduation <laughs> is good. Yes. Um, Hopefully and your financial aid works out. We're raggedy, but I'm glad that we can be, you know— yeah. providing some laughter I'm for glad you if that that's can, the case. We can be a speck of sunshine in your week. I appreciate that a lot. And um, yeah, girl, I mean, like she said, I don't have the recipe because honestly, when you were talking about like finding peace and or happiness in Trump's America, I was like, girl, somebody needs to answer that question for me. Okay. Every single day I'm looking at the news or, or Twitter or wherever and like, oh, this happened now, that happened now. Okay, great. I can't well, even handle it. I'd be listening to NPR politics like, oh my God, why the fuck? I'm just like, like okay, well, therapy is Wednesday. Yep. And so let me just go ahead and write out a list of things that me and the good doctor will be talking about. So I tell you that like people like us, including you, madam, at home. Right. People like us that like think and like feel and care. I won't even say woke. Like just people that give a fuck. Right. About others. I don't see how you could really be living with any kind of comfort or peace in any part of your body when, you know what I'm saying, kids are getting shot in school like it's nothing and this very government is like well here's a a pail full of rocks learn how to aim like that's actually where we live right that's 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 the world we're in right now so i can't even imagine this right so this is really just saying you know what girl we hear you we hear you it's rough out here and just know that we we may not fully understand your experience, but we certainly support you. And I hope that you are able to find the strength and support that you need. Um, and listeners, please, like, if there are podcasts and or websites or YouTube channels yes. and things like that. Or for, resources for black trans women that you know about, please email those to us yes. so can share them. Tweet us, put them in our comments and stuff like that. Because I really, I'm, I, like I said, I'm, I know that, what did she say, resiliency? Yeah, resiliency. Sweetie, like, hardly the only girl going through this. Oh, yeah, There have to be, like, resources for women like you to feel empowered just besides, you know, the hashtags Mm -hmm. and things like that. Like, so for those of y'all who can help us out here providing our sis with some uh, much-needed tender love and care, right? please do that because I myself would like to listen to or watch some of these things so I can de-ignorate myself. All right. And on that note, let's wrap up the questions for this week. Send yours to asktheread at gmail.com and we'll be right back. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. 
It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all handpicked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Okay, we're back and it is now time for the read. It is. Do you have a read this week? Yes. So. Okay. (laughs) Two petty things and then my actual thoughts. First of all, um, for the ride sharing apps. Stop calling me as soon as you pull up. Oh like, my God. stop calling my phone as soon as I get the notification that you outside. Like, your charges don't even start for two minutes. And wouldn't you want them to? Like, I would like sit there for a little bit. Right. Wouldn't I just feel like, why don't you just chill? But you just fine. so like pressed. I can understand if maybe there was like, you were blocking traffic, which you're not, or some, I don't know. Would you, I don't. Stop calling my phone. As soon, <laughs> at least give me like a while. Like if I'm just doing the most and it's been five minutes and you see nobody, then be like, oh, hey, where's she at? Don't pull up and then put your, tap your foot on the brake and then be like, let me dial this nigga's phone. I'm coming. Also, I wanted I to say that. a giant fuck you to each and every mosquito in Miami-Dade County, Florida. I don't know what the fuck y'all's problem is because I have spent 25 of my black years <laughs> in that fucking city and never really had an issue with you bitches. And now all of a sudden that I've been gone and when I come back, you motherfuckers want to be like all of The mosquitoes annihilated me. Damn. They left me alone. Like, and that's the thing. Like, I thought it was like, oh, well, maybe they just forgot that I'm from here. It's not, it doesn't happen. (laughs) And they were like, like a bunch of my friends and people that live there, like, they leave me the fuck alone, sis. I don't know. Maybe you smell good or I don't know what the fuck. But like, every time I would go like outside in the back of the house, like to go vape or whatever, Mm -hmm. I was just like, because I forgot to get mosquito repellent oh. mosquito repellent makes me sick like I hate the way it smells and everything like that but it's kind of Swedish it just is gross but they fucked me up like I'm still Damn. here covered in bites so like just the nerve and the audacity like I know <laughs> that you live off of the blood of others or whatever and that's just you know the cards you were dealt at birth or whatever but that ain't got nothing to do with me and there's so many other people to bite stay the fuck away from me you have a lot of fucking gall fuck off Last but not least, so... They were just welcoming you back home. No. They were like, didn't you miss us? No. <laughs> um. So, here's the thing. Um, we never talked about Donald Glover's video on this show. Ooh, I thought that was deliberate. It was. Oh, amen. For a minute. Because I honestly don't know how I feel about it 100%. I like the song. And I like the dancing with the kids in the video, especially because I recognize one of those kids from the React channel. But that's neither here nor there. The whole, you know, whatever the video is trying to say. Yeah. I got it. I just did not. I was like, this isn't for me. This is for white people. I like the motions. I like the dancing and the strange faces <laughs> that he is making and whatever. I'm just not even going to pretend and was never going to pretend like I understood 
the depth of that video. So everybody immediately, like, as soon as the video came out, is like, Donald Glover is a genius. I was like, oh. Big words. <laughs> okay, well. And I love Donald Glover. Right, so like, like we, we fuck with Atlanta and all that. I love Donald Glover. I've always loved Troy Barnes. Community is probably, like, my second favorite show behind Golden Girls. So... I've been a, a Donald Glover fan. I'm saying for that video specifically, I was just kind of like, don't understand why your black ass is shooting other black people. I guess, like, I sure, whatever. Like, I just like this is not for us. A black man gunning down a black choir. I was like, what? Why did? Why are we? Why? I didn't understand. I, just, I don't need to see this video ever. That. Uh, uh, anyway, sorry. So okay, this is not about the video itself. This is about so a lot of y'all. Don't get me wrong. I know I did hear a lot of fellow blacks saying, this is not for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I know I heard a lot of y'all saying that too. Sis, get it. A lot of people seemed to change the people who like loved it or whatever or feel like Donald Glover is now one of the uh, African-American spokesperson or <laughs> spokespeople or whatever for the country. They felt like this disappointment when they found out that Donald Glover has a white woman at home with two mixed race children. I didn't know that Donald Glover had a lady in his life, much less a baby, much less two. Me Like, I gagged. (laughs) But not because she was white. Honestly, when I saw that she was a white woman, I was like, okay, I can see that. You know? Um, This is just kind of, I feel like, Hmm. it kind of like frustrates me a bit when like black people start to question like the validity of a lot of the things that black people create when they find out that they have a black spouse. I mean, a white spouse. And like, I get it. I get it. You know, but I would rather like say, you know, fuck out of here with Atlanta and all of this black shit you're trying to make when Donald Glover says something like anti-black or Donald Glover's wife says something anti-black. Or anti-black woman. Right. You know, like, I'm just not... Just because you are married to or in a relationship with a white person, I don't see how that has... How that can invalidate, like, the things that you're making from... As a form of black expression, you know what I'm saying? Like Donald Glover, I'm not even going to use this. I'm I'm not going to continue to use him as an example because this is not in defense of Donald Glover. You know, like I wouldn't be crazy shocked if next week Donald Glover says something crazy. Not because I think Donald Glover is crazy or ignorant, Mm -hmm. but just because nobody surprises me anymore. Like none of these motherfuckers shock. Really? (laughs) All of y'all. I'm keeping it to myself. The people who break my heart, Blues Mama. Solange, Barack and Michelle. Right. It's a short list. It's It's a very short list. Other than that, I would probably be a little hurt, a little disappointed, but I'm moving right on along with my things. So this isn't to say, like, y'all leave Donald Glover alone. Honestly, y'all can feel however the fuck you want to. But they're like... I just don't understand how you would immediately jump to being like, well, fuck this. You're not even real and you don't even really care about black people because you didn't care enough to get with another black person. And like, I understand that sentiment. is Again, if you ever in your life see me walking hand in hand with a Caucasian man. Wow. I'll be checking. Feel free to ask me questions. You know, I'll be like, checking the sky to see if blood is dripping down from that bitch because I would just be shocked. <laughs> I would, 
I would be concerned for me as well. Like, is everything going? Like, Are you feeling okay? Please. Did the Kardashians mail him whatever they've been given? Oh, no. <laughs> is it like an anthrax? Or like, <laughs> what happened? God bless it. Um, it's either I have lost every fiber of my mind, or he checks out. Like that nigga is just every box. He is great. Right. You know what I'm saying? But that is because I grew up in a black ass household with Caribbean immigrants. Increments, immigrants. You know what I'm saying? And most of the schools that I went to were quite black. If not, I was hanging around mostly black people. My friends have been black. Every guy I've dated has been black. Mm -hmm. Like, I grew up in a neighborhood that was quite black, mixed with Cuban and stuff like that. Like, both of my younger brothers went to magnet schools, Mm -hmm. especially for high school, where most of those kids were white or white Latino. So, of course, tons of their friends, if not Uh, Well, my youngest brother has black friends. God save him. So, (laughs) you know, but it's not like that's why when my brother had a white girlfriend, I wasn't shocked because it's just like you spend most of your personal time, recreational time around white folk. Like it just makes sense. You know what I mean? Like that's your environment or whatever. Oh, yeah, they do. Oh, damn. Too bad. I tried to act like I was concerned. Secretly, like, you didn't seem hurt behind it. He was like, Oh, that's over. Uh, I was like, All right, cool, cool. Um, but you know, I'm here's the thing like, I don't date for y'all, you know, like, I don't choose who I'm dating for the greater good of the community, you know, I'm like, That's a personal preference for me, you know, and really, I don't even have anything. You know, in me, that's like, well, I need to date a brother because this and that and the third and the fourth and the fifth. Good percentage of you niggas ain't shit either. Like, like. Say that shit. And half of y'all really don't even deserve the caping that you get from me or any form of a woman. You know, so. <laughs> Say that. Many of y'all, especially straight black men, are not even really making it super good or easy to cape for you out here. And black women still do. You know what it is? But I just, I cannot imagine, like, if Ryan Phillippe walked in this door right now and got down on his Caucasian knee <laughs> and said, Kid Fury, for the rest of my life, I want us to be together, husband and husband. It's going to be, fa- it's going to happen, sis. <laughs> it is going to be what it is. I'm spending the rest of my life with a nigga from Cruel Intentions, yeah. and you can be livid. I would expect you to be livid, and you can write each and every think piece that you want to about it. It is not going to change anything I've ever said about black people or white people is not going to invalidate anything that I've said on this fucking show about race. Like, are you going to now start to pretend like you disagree with the things that I've said all of a sudden? Like, does not compute. Subject not with nigga. Like, I don't... (laughs) Subject not with nigga. (laughs) Like, there there are examples. There are examples of, like celebrity interracial couples or, you know, this person being with that person who ain't shit or whatever, who make motherfuckers look crazy and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I just think as soon as you find out that this person, like I have friends, you know what I'm saying, that are in interracial 
uh, relationships or marriages and stuff like that. And I will see people say nasty stuff to them when they don't even know anything about them. And half them are like the blackest, wokest, coolest right. motherfuckers ever. So, like, makes me think about Francesca and her husband. Thank you. Perfect example. Thank you. People act like that. But Francesca is also not anti black and over here talking about how she had to get herself a white king because black men are all trash. Like, it's, it's complicated, but like, just being with a white person in and of itself doesn't mean you don't ride for black people or for blackness. I'm not saying don't have your feelings or don't have sense or, you know, keep your eyes closed. I'm not saying that at all. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying that, like, why? Ju- I've said on here before, give niggas the opportunity to fuck up, you know, because many of them will. Right. You know, and then you can be pissed <laughs> and marched and such and such and such can be canceled. But, like, to me, that whole thing with Donald Glover was already confusing because I was watching that video, like, I see that this video was attempting to say something and I enjoy the song or whatever, but I didn't watch that video and feel like I just feel understood and spoken for. Oh, and no. I would just be, I sure didn't. And I don't even feel that way about Atlanta. Atlanta is a black ass show. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It is a very black show. Right. But it's not like it's I don't, not my black experience. We're different. <laughs> All of us. And I feel like even on that show, that is a thing. Like Earn's black is not Al's black is mm-hmm. not um, Van's black. Right. Like there, it's just black expression. It would almost be like crazy if you, as a black person who is now writing and producing things, were to act like you. You would have to write things from the black experience because nigga, You're you black. It don't matter right. who you married to. You still go and get out. My homeboy, homeboy got pulled over. Oh, right. And sis from Girls uh-huh. was like, oh, what is the problem? He right. wasn't even doing... And I was like, it doesn't matter right. who was on your arm, who has your babies or whatever. You still are going to be forced to live the black experience in this country, whether you want to acknowledge it or not. So I just think it is kind of like extra a lot of times for us to immediately jump through hoops and like attack people or act like the the things that you have created from the black expression don't matter or they're invalid because this person is is white or whatever the person that you're with is white like wait for that nigga to say something dumb or crazy or whatever for you to then drag him to me mm-hmm. i would be like okay does she have an instagram i'm going to be watching <laughs> closely because you ain't finna get my money and support and all of this stuff and meanwhile you don't give a fuck about us right but i personally me have not seen like evidence from the black star's that I stand for or black stars who create things that I enjoy. I cannot think of any of them who are in our, who are in interracial relationships who are acting a fool or saying problematic shit. Like I just, right. You know, I've, I mean, I think I saw a couple of people be like, Donald Glover used to say such and such something about Asian women being better than black. I don't know. I have never watched his stand up. So I watched like half of one. Of his his stand up was never for me. I only liked him in community and I liked some of the stuff he did for 30 rock. And obviously I stand for Atlanta and I love most of, I just, I've never had a, thing for saying Childish Gambino. Like, I just think Oh, that. right. Childish Gambino. Um, <laughs> but I've, like, really fucked with his music for years, too. So, like, yeah. if he ends up doing something that is, like, fucked up or whatever or whatever, like, I'm completely open to being like, all right, girl, bye. Right. That'll happen, and it wouldn't be the first time that I had to tell a nigga bye for saying some problematic, white supremacist, stupid-ass Trump MAGA shit. It happens. <sighs> so true. Like it happens. Kanye's black ass. So... I just feel like, you know, I get it. 
I'm mm-hmm. black, y'all. I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, and I'm black, and I'm black. <laughs> I totally get it. You know what I'm saying? But some people, I feel like, just be doing the absolute most a little too soon. And sometimes it is, like, uncalled for, and it's a tad unnecessary. Um, well, welcome to the internet, really. I mean, well, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm just yeah. saying, like, It's just damn. the nature of the internet, right? Sometimes, like... Dog, are we are we getting preemptively mad? Like, are we are we mad for? I don't give a damn what race your spouse is, as long as you're not shitting on black girls. I don't give a fuck who you marry. I'm. You can take that to the bank. I don't give one fuck <laughs> who you are with, same. as long as you don't you know, turn around talking about. Oh, I had to get me a white queen because these bitter black bitches with they weave and they ghetto fingernails are not good enough. And like, don't. That's where you lose me. But you wanting a white? You having a white woman? That's your business. That's your, <laughs> I don't give a fuck because I probably didn't want you no damn way. This is also that. Now, if Trevante Rhodes marries a white woman, I might be in my feelings. I'm definitely going to be in my feelings. Because I love the way I feel about Trevante. First of all, I cannot have Trevante Rhodes, so I'm already broken inside. Yeah, kind of upset about it. You but... know, but I get it. There's just like, there's a power and a warmth in seeing like black love especially when it's two like influential mm-hmm. people you know what i'm saying yeah. i get it i've been watching that fucking black love show on own oh right 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 which is so good all of my feelings and laughing and giggling and at these I need like to catch up on that it's so good and it's like it's honest and honest and beautiful and it's just nice to watch like i understand that feeling which is why we stand so hard for like lena waith you know what I'm yes. saying? And the right. fact that she has this blackity black woman that they never stop so talking much. about each other. I love it so much. <laughs> you know, especially being like a queer couple like that. Mm-hmm. Is, and there is, there are two other women on that show that, of course, there were no gay niggas on there because, because we have our own set of circumstances. Say because gay famous black niggas. What happens? Y'all just be like, mm, other black boys? No thanks. I don't know. <laughs> what is that about? I don't know. Mm. I don't. Mm. I'll but leave that alone. <laughs> I just understand like the power and like Yeah, we want to see black love, but people have their own lives and they're not obligated to give us that. Right. So That's it. Yeah. I would never date anybody to make y'all happy. That would be stupid. There you go. That's really That nigga probably ain't even gonna make me happy. <laughs> First of all, where I'm going to find somebody that makes me happy of any race? Right. Find that diamond Please. in the rough. <laughs> like, I don't know. That's already not going to happen. What the fuck to tell y'all? Right. So, that's that. You know, it's not really a read. It's just a concern of mine, it's and real. I understand where it comes from. But, like, sometimes, like, especially, like, I'm so glad that you brought Francesca up. Because it's like, she's like, I feel like the last person whose throat you should be jumping down. In and yet, like, they do. I don't know if it's as bad as it used to be, but uh, the girls, especially I follow Francesca on Tumblr, and they have been mad over this white husband boyfriend thing for a long they time. They mad at um, Tumblr, Twitter, wherever the fuck right. they can find her. She told me, don't have a post whoever you dating. Like, I don't even know if I should have put Pat on YouTube and all that like I did because people just feel welcome to comment on your relationship. Absolutely. I said that. It doesn't change the work that she's doing. Speaking of Francesca, her book just came out. I was so make just sure going to plug go it. Get it. Well, that escalated quickly. It's out I now. I love the title. So I much. have six copies. 
I have three, so <laughs> I thought I was doing a lot, but <laughs> clearly you're doing more. I, pre- I pre-ordered five, okay. and then I was like, oh, she gave me one. Right, so. right, and then one popped up in the mail, and I was like, well, I will take that as well, Thank friend. Thank you. I bought the digital and a hard copy, so shout out to our friend with her book out. Yeah, I see you, bad bitch. Um, also, in the vein of black love on OWN, I wanted to say, shout, this is super random, but I wanted to shout out the Ellis family, the Val and Kandine. I followed them, I don't even know, maybe my Explore page introduced me to them, but they're this black couple in Brooklyn and they have three young boys together. I think the oldest is maybe seven. Mm. I think Cairo is like a little over one and then they have a baby that's just like a couple of months old. Oh, wow. So they just pushing them out. Yeah. Okay. And like also Caribbean. So nice. This is what we do. They're so cute. <laughs> They're super funny. The kids are all fucking adorable and have like the biggest like personalities and stuff. Like they are honestly like they need to have a semi scripted like reality series, like a Run's mm-hmm. House. Okay, I see what you mean. I would love to see a show with them in Brooklyn. These two young, attractive black folk and their adorable kids raising them and the kids yeah. crying and demanding higher Running pay shit, and right. everything. Like, <laughs> they're hilarious. So if you don't follow them, you should. They're on Black Owned together and they've been cracking me up for like quite a while. So it was nice to see them. And everybody else who was on that show, it's been putting me in my feelings. But I'm happy that y'all have love. Right. That's so. I, I don't mind other people's love. What I do not like to see is other people's PDA. I do not like to hear you kiss or watch you kiss. I don't mind seeing you kiss. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I feel like when I can hear a kiss, I mute the TV. That's too it's just much. So gross. Ugh. But yeah. the uh, TV sis, like you don't even. I'm talking about in person. Oh, um, like when I'm on the, tr- the just train. Just don't do that in front of me. I took the train the other day. Hey, look at you. Yeah, I took the train home. Um. Yeah, like just being out at like, I don't know, Cheesecake Factory and somebody is like sitting in a booth, but they both on the same side and they're just kissing for 15 minutes straight. I'm like, well, why don't you just go home? (laughs) You can get this to go. I'm just going to I'm going to move so I don't see that because I just don't want to see it. That's going to ruin. I came here for pasta and cheesecake. I did not come here to watch you and your man. Facts. And Buffalo Blast. I came here for them little fried what is them little wonton thing? Wait, oh, the the, the thinking um, of the rice. Is that the rice? No, there? you're thinking the right. The, you're definitely the what right restaurant. Those? It's like oh, I don't are know. They the, are they avocado rolls? Oh, maybe. I don't know. There's a lot of. Uh, I don't care what you niggas say about Cheesecake Factory. I will go there and fuck it up. So thank you for letting us rem- reminding us constantly that they are the brown bread. Yes. Place. Cannot ever forget the brown bread. So yeah, I'm just Olive Garden does that. not have multiracial bread. I hear, but. But love itself is great. I'm yeah, so happy some beautiful. of you have found it. <laughs> we are dark and also like yeah. maybe not the kindest people, you know. So <laughs> Facts. You know, I, this is why I haven't been late all year. But I'm, you know, we're we're just gonna we're just gonna keep on focusing on the cinnamon girls. Absolutely. That's if I can approach my mid thirties and just meet someone and be like, you may stay the night. I feel like I'm making progress. It is. It is. <laughs> if I get to 35 and have yet to meet a nigga who I feel like, you know what? You can stay. Then I know that love's not for me and I will just continue to work and hopefully get wealthy one day so I can just buy boyfriends. Well, 35 is pretty young. 
Look at how happy Miss Tina is now, giggling on Instagram with her man Oof. in Paris. Did you see that video where he told her she was country as fuck? She was gonna fuck it up anyway. <laughs> I stand for Miss Tina. I Tina's love Instagram them. Page. Oh my god. Okay, if I if I unfollow everybody else, I will not unfollow. It's Miss never gonna happen. If she ever turns off her comments to where only people she follows can comment or something, I'll be devastated because. <laughs> I need to be able to, I stand for to tell her how much does. I love her. <laughs> Corny joke time. I'm like, yes. yes. And you know, Beyonce's response is the absolute opposite. Right. Beyonce's launch like, can you please log off? Nobody. Are you? But they're funny. Right. They are. And they're only funny because it's her. I love her so much. She's everything. All right. I'm done. Okay. So I only have a few quick, minor, petty things. These are maybe too petty, actually. I'm sure y'all will let me know if I'm doing too much. But... All week long, I have felt like very irritated with different companies. And so I've been arguing with them over email and I feel like they are not understanding where I'm coming from. And so I just have to continue to argue, but they still not reading the words I wrote. (laughs) So in Miami, um, I don't remember what night it was, but we were going back to the uh, condo. We were ultra drunk, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, And the next day... We took a we took a lift back to the condo. And the next day I got an email from Lyft that said we got some concerning feedback from a driver saying that you had an open container of alcohol during your recent lift ride. This is a violation of guidelines. You know, we don't want anything legal to happen, so please don't do this. Da, How da, long da, have da. they been driving in Miami? Well, so first of all, I knew I was fucked up. Like I not fucked up. I knew I was drunk. But I also knew I definitely did not have no drink in the car because everybody in Miami is like ultra crazy about you not taking drinks nowhere. Like they are all like like every place we went to was like uh this cup, this drink, whatever. Like don't take that on the beach. Don't do this. Don't and do you this, literally blah, blah. still can. Right, I'm sure you can. But like the five of us who were in the car, it was like. 3 or 4 a.m. I knew I didn't have a cup. I asked everybody else in the car, did they have a cup of alcohol? Everybody said no. I asked anybody, did the driver say something to you about a cup? Like, where did this come from, this open container of alcohol situation? Nobody knew. So I emailed them back and I, to this young man named Chris, and I said, well, I didn't have an open container of alcohol in a lift vehicle. Neither did any of my friends. I don't appreciate you coming to me as though I did this. Like, that was my issue. Don't come to me with... Uh, the next time you do something like this, we're going to have to suspend right. your account or you're going to be in trouble or we're going to have to avoid legal repercussions and all this. Because I don't understand why you're going off the assumption that I automatically did it. Like, right. don't. So I told him, if I'm wrong about this and one of these hoes is lying, please show me the proof. I would love to see it. But I use Lyft damn near every day. And I cannot believe y'all are coming at me, a loyal, valued customer like this, over and over for no good reason. Right. And so we went back and forth. Where the Lyft people were like, you know, thank you for, they always say, thank you for taking the time mm-hmm. to respond and providing your feedback. You know, safety is very serious to us. Having an open container in a vehicle is a liability concern for you and the driver. So then I'm emailing another person because, of course, it's different people answering these emails every time. And I'm like, what you don't seem to understand that I'm saying is that I did not have an open container of alcohol in the vehicle. Why aren't we starting there? I'm in my mid-30s. I know what's legal and what's not. And I just did not do this. So why do you keep coming at me like you're assuming? I, like, why did this keep happening? I said, "What well, is there any proof of all that this happened? Or are y'all just taking the driver's word for it? Oh, well, there's no proof. This is just the feedback we got. So we're passing it on to you. Okay. So then what y'all need to learn how to do is pass it along and say, 
hey, this is what the driver said. We would love to know what your side of the story is or did this really happen? Like, can you provide some context? Like, it just really got on my nerves that they assumed that I was guilty of this. And they kept emailing me and arguing with me about it. So I just emailed them back and told them I'm never using your raggedy ass service again. And I've deleted your app off my phones because I don't appreciate being talked to like I did something wrong. Like, I just don't appreciate it. Not when there's other ride sharing apps out here and I can download another one and call a car from somebody else. Like, I don't have to give you my money. And so I felt like the whole time I was arguing with these people, I was like, you know what, girl, you could really let this go. Like, I'm sure this is a policy, but then the policy needs to change. Don't assume that I'm don't assume that I'm guilty when I didn't do it. Like, it just really irks me for people to do shit like that. So I let it go. I will side. All I have to do is delete the apps anyway. Like, I can just use another ride sharing service. No big deal. So something that has been getting on my nerves, also very petty, is Grubhub. Because, I don't know if you've noticed this, Grubhub, when you order on the website or the app, when they calculate, you know how at the checkout page they have a little spot for tips Mm -hmm. and they have like 15, 20, whatever. They calculate the tip percentage based off the order total and not the order subtotal. Yes. I feel like most people don't notice this. I Definitely. I feel like most people don't look twice. They always on this? Yes. They, they, yes, as far as I know, they have the entire order total calculated, which includes any taxes, any delivery fees, anything else that is not your food. And then they calculate the tip on top of that. Now, sometimes that might just be a difference of like 25 or 50 cents. But if you order in a lot of food, that could be a difference of $5 or more or something like that. So I always have to go in, take my subtotal, then calculate 20% of that and then adjust the tip. What makes me mad is that the little icon, (laughs) this is so petty, but the little icon on the Grubhub website, it changes what your tip percentage is. So instead of saying I tip 20%, it says 18%. And it makes me so mad because I'm not tipping 18%, I'm tipping 20%. And so (laughs) I email Grubhub because they had a little section on their app. I was like, I'm just going to go full white woman. Yeah. They had a little section that said comments, concerns, da-da-da. So I emailed them and I said, hey, girl, just thought you should know that your app calculates the tip percentages, the suggested tip percentages off of the order total and not the subtotal. You guys might want to adjust that. You know, thanks so much. First person emailed me back and said, sorry to hear that you're having trouble with the app. Log out and log back in. So I said, hey, Brianna, not having trouble with your app, just saying that your pre-calculated tip percentages are based off the total instead of the subtotal. Taxes and fees are not supposed to be tipped on, you know, just passing along the message. Thought that that would be the end of it. Got another email from somebody named Seth who said, sorry for the inconvenience. In the app, you are able to select a custom tip if you do not wish to use our pre-calculated tip percentage. Again, Seth, I feel like you're not understanding what I'm saying. (laughs) He's not. It's not... I'm not, I know that I can adjust the tip. I have been adjusting the tip. What I'm saying is that you niggas are calculating it wrong. So why don't you just change it so that the tip is based off of the subtotal instead of the total? I don't get that. So I emailed him back and I said, so what you're telling me is that Grubhub is fully aware of this and this is a deliberate decision. Okay, copy, got you. They email me back again. <laughs> Andre said, thank you for taking the time to contact us. We apologize that our system defaulted back to 20% instead of the custom tip you requested for your order. I will send this issue over to tech. (sighs) Andre, you are the third person. I'm just going to tell you what I told Andre. (laughs) I am not saying that your system defaulted back to 20%. 
I am saying that your system calculates tip percentages based off total instead of subtotal. So when I manually change it, the receipt shows up and it looks like I am under tipping when I am not under tipping. This is my thing. My father was a waiter in college and he raised us to be like, you never tip less than 20%. 20% is a bare minimum, blah, blah, blah. So it has been like ingrained in me from a young age. So to see that little icon say 18% instead of 20% really grinds my gears. <laughs> I fucking hate it because I'm tipping 20%. Right. I am. Y'all are calculating it wrong. So either take away that little percentage thing. So you're not, because that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to shame you. Yeah. They're trying to be like, oh, wow, look at this cheap bitch. But that's not what I'm doing. <laughs> you're charging me for the tax and the $2 delivery fee and all that. And it's not how this works. So I told this man, I understand now that y'all, this is a deliberate decision made by Grubhub. I don't get why, but tips are based on subtotals. They should not be calculated after taxes. I'm capable of calculating the correct tip. I have been doing it, but your system makes me look cheap. Ain't nobody email me back after that. So I don't think Grubhub cares. Yeah. But it just... It makes me so, it was like so annoying to me to have to go back and forth with these people about it. When I'm like, how come, first of all, nobody understands the words that I'm using? Right. The first young lady literally told me to log out and log back in. Okay, that's not, that's not what's, so no one's sitting down and read. I just need y'all to sit down and read every word of my email and And respond. Like like sit on them. Like, right. And so if you're going to say this Grubhub's policy is to calculate the tip based off the order total, just say that. Just yeah. say that. So I won't be sitting here going back and forth with y'all about right. it. It just really got on my fucking nerves. I'm like, really, with both of these situations, I could have let it go. It didn't have to be a thing, but I didn't want to let it go. Like, no, I feel that's like fair. I've let things go a lot because I used to work in customer service. Same. So I know what it's like to get that one person on the phone or in your email who is bitching about something where you're like, girl, really? You don't have nothing else going on. But God damn it, it adds up. Especially with the Grubhub thing. Now, Lyft, I probably should have let that go. Like, that probably is a liability. I want to let that shit go either. But it got on my nerves that they assumed I was guilty of that shit. And uh, Grubhub, like, girl, that's money you playing with. Like, and I feel like a lot of people don't even realize it. They I just automatically do. click that 20 and they go right on about their day not realizing that they overtip in. So if you are going to overtip, at least take away the little lion-ass icon thing that says I am tipping 18% when we both know good and damn well I am not. That's all I'm saying about it. My final fuck you goes out to the NFL. I don't know if you heard about this. I know Definitely football's not. not your thing. But, of course, you remember the whole Colin Kaepernick mm-hmm. kneeling protest situation. Well, the NFL decided to respond oh, to I that. Oh, I did hear this. In the worst way. Yeah. And said that all team and league personnel on the field will stand and show respect for the flag and the anthem trash. Um, they have re- they've removed the requirement that all players have to be on the field. So you have the option of not coming out on the field. You may stay in the locker room or off the field, but if you are on the field, you must stand and you must be respectful. So I'm assuming that means you can't stand and dab your way through the anthem or whatever. Like. <laughs> but also that any we will. any football team that does not comply with this, like if your players do kneel or anything else, will be fined by the NFL for not abiding by this absolutely, utterly ridiculous policy. Bitch, the national anthem, it's not even... I feel like we say this all the time and it's just proof that the powers that be are not listening. The protest is not about the fucking anthem. It's, it's not about been. your raggedy ass flag. It's about the way you treat black. It's like it's in a response to what has what black people in this country have been dealing with at the hands of police officers. Like it's in re, it's in direct response to like 
terrorism that black Americans face. And y'all are over here trying to make it seem like it's an issue of being unpatriotic and anything else. Like, girl, we don't give a fuck about all that. We're just saying, how about somebody give a fuck about what's happening to us? Like, how about I'm protesting because this country, I'm not going to sit up here and act like I'm going to pledge allegiance to this country or this fucking flag. I'm not going to do that for somebody who doesn't give a fuck about us. And this just really should be a non-issue, but the NFL is so, like, dead set on making Donald Trump happy because you know how he feels. He called football players sons of bitches last year mm-hmm. when um, this this conversation came up. And it's about making them fucking rednecks and fly over country happy. What I feel like is that the NFL don't want me to watch their games no more. I'm really feeling that way. I'm feeling like y'all really just don't want me to be a fan. I already dropped off last season. I didn't watch as much as I did. But I'm feeling like this season, I've really, I'm feeling completely demotivated about the National Football League. It's just, it's just trash. Like, why, why, why do you have a stronger policy about kneeling or respecting the national anthem than you do for players who beat their wives. Why that that, that question is too it's too sensible. <laughs> um, we don't like. I don't it. get that. Somebody can explain that to me because that makes zero sense to me. That's really more important to y'all. This fucking flag bullshit. NFL players literally get caught on cameras and shit beating their wives, assaulting women. And uh, the NFL protects them. They be like, um, so can you suit up and make practice next week? Yes, okay, great. Like, they really are making a bigger deal over this fake patriotic bullshit than niggas beating their wives. It's like, why do you, like, who the fuck cares? I'm you know so what I'm saying? Like, it. if you kneeling at in protest during... The national anthem at the game, like I don't even. It just, it just feels so like, like Jim Crow and slavery to be like you show respect for our old raggedy ass song that really really didn't get lit until Whitney Houston (laughs) sang it. Like that's really what they say. Like they expect your black ass to fall in line. And be grateful. They really say shit like you yeah. should just be grateful that you have the chance to, oh, I don't know, come out here and ruin your body, develop CTE, possibly. <laughs> and we ain't going to talk about of, that either. I mean, you're right. We're not going to talk about that. But like, It's like they're paid slaves. You should be so happy that you get to come out here and like beat yourself the fuck up. And and then we we, we demand that you act in a way we find acceptable. Bitch, fuck you. Get you get money and you're rich. Child. How dare you care about people? So I really hope that some of y'all, uh, some of these football players go out there and say, fuck your little rule. Yeah, I fully expect and hope to see many football players do. Oh, so we could just stay in here? All right, cool. Let me know when the game right. start or whatever. Like, because mm-hmm. that is fully what I would be doing. And I know the owner of the Jets put out a statement saying, well, if we're fine, then I'll pay it. Like, Lit. that's just going to be it. But I don't understand why y'all feel like you have the right to just it just what is wrong with like you are allowed to protest in america like you're allowed to it's right there in the papers you know like it's it's you are allowed to do that so i do not see how like football player from colin kaepernick to every other athlete who has done the same thing how that is met with like oh, you need to, to show respect and how dare you and you will do this or you're going to pay for it. Rather than like, damn, so like what's going on? Like let's talk about why you're doing this. Right, no, 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 that's irrelevant. Just get your black ass up and go play that damn ball. 
Some of you athletes, get your white wives to come out on the on the <laughs> field and kneel. They listen to white women nah, sometimes. Nah, that would really be fucking some shit up. I would actually love to see that. Get your white wives to come kneel. But yeah, man, fuck the NFL. Just fuck them, and also fuck the Warriors. Fuck Kevin Durant. But that's always that's that's in perpetuity. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So I'm done. That wraps up this week's episode of the Read. Check us out on social at This Is the Read and our website This Is the Read I've been playing NBA Playgrounds on my Switch again lately, I don't and mean, never heard of it. It's like a it's like a basketball game, but it's like not real basketball. It reminds me of like old games I played as a child, like NBA Jam and NBA Street. There was an NBA game on the PlayStation Two called NBA Street. I don't know if it was one or two or which one it was, but all I know is that like bonus characters were three LW. What? Google it. You could play as 3LW. What? I have no idea why they were in the game, but I'm not making this up. I think you could like. What the hell? It's just, I don't remember which one it I'm is. I'm definitely going to look that but up. But 3LW was in the game wearing like, like velour suits, like skirt, skirted, like juicy suits. Oh no. It was a fool. But the early 2000s so were a mess. <laughs> much fun. Anyway, I've been playing that again lately and they're like actual NBA athletes and stuff in there. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, look, I know things like, Apparently, Shaquille O'Neal played for every team. He bounced around. In the National Basketball Association. Yeah, he did. Definitely did. Because they have, like, they have like athletes <laughs> and their stats are all the same or whatever. But if you, like, for instance, if you want to play as LeBron, you could go to, like, Miami or you could go to Cleveland or wherever and have him play in that jersey. Oh, okay. So, like, if your fave is Cavaliers, Custom. LeBron, you can play as that. So you have, like... Every team that a lot of these niggas play on, I go to all of these teams really just because I want to see who's who. I'm like, like, oh, never heard of, <laughs> or see if I like recognize some of them, which I recognized a few. Look at you. But in that whole process, I'm like, damn, Shaq, so nigga, who didn't you play for? That's why Shani is so ordinary, nigga. She done had to fly all around the fucking planet. Oh, I hope she didn't. <laughs> Fuck these niggas. She's going all around the country following this nigga. Oh, and I bet she felt like she needed to because otherwise that nigga was going to cheat. But you and know, did anyway. niggas do that anyway. Yeah. So um, we will be at the Teen Vogue Summit here in New York City. That is June 1st through the 3rd. It is a three-day event with lots of keynotes, workshops, debates on issues that matter, and opportunities to take action. And there is a discount for the Read listeners. You can get that at shop.teenvogue.com. Use discount code The Read for 50% off. That is all Memorial Day weekend. So if you would like to come check us out at the Teen Vogue Summit, again, shop.teenvogue.com using discount code The Read. Yeah. Um, we'll be there. I don't think that I have any more. You definitely do. I'm looking at the the text message from Alex right now. Okay. You see it? Yes, I do. Okay. Hey, guys. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> the weather seems... Actually, I'm not even going to jinx it. And it's yeah, technically it. 66 degrees right now, but whatever. It's approaching, you know, the time where New York Warm. City weather <laughs> makes a little bit more sense. Um, so on that note, 305 Live is a thing again. I think this is the fifth year. Damn. Or was last year the fifth year? Wow. I can't count. I don't know. But we do this and it's a fucking great time. I'm so excited. Uh, it's going to be going down June 24th. 
That's a Sunday. I believe it's also Pride Weekend from 2 to 6 at Haven Rooftop, which is where we had the party not last year, but before, the year before. So if you went to 305 Live in 2016 or whatever year that was, that place, super excited. DJ Queen of Spades is going to be DJing, I believe, DJ Dimples, my hometown hero and Sweet Heat founder, as well as Bait, which I believe is the same weekend for girls here in New York is going to be oh, going really? to LA. Hmm. She does Atlanta, Queendom, if you're there. Oh, I right, believe right, that's right. Slavery Day. You know, she's a legend. So go to, <laughs> you can go to uh, Fury305.com. That is with one R. I know some of y'all still struggle. FURY305.com. <laughs> Tickets and packages go on sale Friday at noon Eastern time. Okay, packages, what you doing? You got bottle service? No, they, I mean, I think that they have bottle service there. I definitely think they have bottle service there, but you can also, like, order, I think, like, meals and stuff. Because oh. I remember when we, we had the party there year before last, Ooh, there wait. was, like, seating on one side, and niggas were actually over there eating full meals. I was like, all right, this is nice. Okay, a little, what, like some chicken wings to go with your liquor? Because yeah. that sounds perfect, actually. I won't turn down a good wing. Right, no. Well, let me go ahead and put an order in now, so... So, yes, come out, party with us, 305 Live. I'm so excited. You don't want to miss it. June 24th, be there or be square or be uh, rhombus. This has been a longer episode. Hope you guys aren't so upset with us anymore because we weren't here last week. Shit happens. You know, it's life. So I imagine that all of you are okay. I appreciate how much y'all love this show. I really do. I'm I appreciate it. Grateful you Because like y'all it. were very much in your feelings about it. So thank you so much. <laughs> Which is why I turned off my comments and didn't use Twitter. <laughs> so, thank you so much for riding with us. Do we have an acronym this week? <sighs> my acronym this week. You know what? I'm not even going to say an acronym this week. I will end on the note of fuck all you clout chasing ass, hungry, thirsty assholes. Get a real job or a real life or do something worthwhile. I see all you bitches trying to be like super lit on Instagram and act like you have lives that you don't. It makes me sad. I want more for you. And you should want more for yourself. Stay prayed up. Um, Actually work. Read a couple of books. Set up some like Mm. ideas and projects and like a trajectory in your mind. Yeah. Maybe in a composition book and like really work at it. Mm -hmm can't just take pictures with celebrities because you know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who works the door at whatever club and then go in there and then act like you're actually doing something worthwhile and then feel like you can put NY slash DC slash LA slash ATL in your bio and that means something. Like, stop. It's strange. Mm -hmm. And there's got to be a Black Mirror episode that's coming based on it. So just don't do that to yourself. And that's it. All right. On that uplifting note, we will see y'all next week. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Save big money on everything for your spring projects at Menards. We have all of your garden and landscaping essentials. Master Garden Premium Garden Soil contains a slow-release fertilizer that feeds gardens for up to nine months. It produces better results and is ready to use for all your gardening needs. Save big on Menards' great selection of garden and landscaping products. Compare brands in-store or online at Menards.com. Save big.